version 2.0 i am dan this is episode number 96 the guys are in the house nick's here justin's here jesse's here you guys are all here aren't you yes sir yes we are justin are you here with us today man i am here dan i, I just well, what else would he be doing i just yeah. <laughs> not flying <laughs> i i just you know i've had to do a little soul searching this week yeah. Justin. And um I've just been thinking back over the months and I've I've I think maybe that I've been kind of maybe giving you a little too much shit <laughs> because you have had a shitty, shitty run of luck. Oh dude, you know what? I'm I'm not I'm not sure how to take this. When is the slap in the face coming? You know what? I was just trying to think if I should add one, but you know what? I'm not gonna do it. You're not going to do I, it. I, no, I'm not setting you up for something. You sure you're not? You're you're not going to get me when I least expect it. No, nothing. <laughs> this this one's this is true. This con- is sincere. This is sincere, true concern. How I, do you, I appreciate you well your card. concern. <laughs> it has been rough, but I'm I'm getting through it. I was kind of working on a Bavarian demon this week, and um, I kind of I was like, I don't really want to bother Justin with this, but you did you did get me, and we did get it going. But I, I was like, man, the guy's just had a shitty week or month or fucking year year (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty bad when you you got to keep adding time on to it so what have you been doing this week man did anything good happen this week did you have a good week finally i i had a good week um i i helped you with the bavarian demon like you said that always feels good to help someone else and hopefully you're going to tell us it worked out although uh we'll see when you come to your your portion of the of the discussion Mm -hmm. um didn't do any flying really. I have I've been picking up some components here and there. Not going to talk about quite yet what it's going to go into, but you know, I've been picking up things here and there, some servos, some other things, speed controllers, etc. Um we'll see if we can get something going here that will maybe bring the excitement and fun back into things like uh Nick and I were talking about a couple of episodes ago. Yeah. Uh, but I I the one thing that was cool or is cool is that i have a set of the new mks x8 servos coming my way oh yeah wow so let me nice. ask you let me ask you told us you're not going to tell us what hell you're going to get but i'm going to guess i'm going to okay. say it's going to be an air hog 700 that is it dude is that the <laughs> one you're it. getting oh yeah dude it's going to be yep. like, it's going to it's incredible oh it'll be it'll be amazing those x8s will just rock its world (laughs) rip it apart (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) so no hints no nothing you're gonna just you're just gonna do that to us you're gonna you're gonna do us like no we're i'm I'm gonna string you along i'm not giving you any hints (sighs) i mean i already kind of just gave you some hints but uh 
you you got to be you uh, got to be sharp enough to pick it up, man. We'll see as the weeks go by. We'll see what happens. All right, all right. Super excited about the X8s. Um, my team manager on MKS, Thomas, uh, had a couple uh, left over after getting them to retailers. They were released last week, sort of a soft release, and then the full release is going to be this coming week at Urcha. And so he'll have stuff there, uh, and and I had to pick up a new set of servos anyway, and so I figured, what the heck, let's give them a try. So really excited to get a hold of those. And I'm still, mean, I'm still stuck on this soft release and full release thing. You like that? Yeah, I do like that. It reminds me of a Ron Jeremy movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering what you were going to come up with. I was that. wondering when you guys were going to catch up. I was trying to not give him a hard time. <laughs> Nick, well, Nick already had it in his head, and Jesse's sitting there like, dude, I hope he doesn't say it. I hope he doesn't say it. I hope he doesn't say it. <laughs> I'm behaving myself this week. I don't Are you? Yeah. Good. That's um, pretty much it, dude. I got a new pipe that I installed on the gasser, so hopefully I can give that a try, see if I can get the top end tuned. We've been talking over the last few episodes the pipe that I do have, uh, it works great in low and mid, but high, it's like a busted turd. So um, I re- it's actually not a new pipe. It's an old new pipe. I reinstalled uh, the RJX. Because you put gas in it and not nitro. Yeah, well, that <laughs> might be it. That might be it. But yeah. So, you know, I mean, did you get did you get any flying in this week? I mean, you know. Sammy? No, dude. No? All right. Nothing. No flying. How about we're going to change your name to Justin? We hope you fly next week, Poochie. <laughs> I will take that. <laughs> Justin, maybe next week, Poochie. <laughs> maybe next time. But, dude, yeah. I do have one small announcement. Oh? This week is the one year anniversary of my joining the nation. Oh, my God. It was really? a year ago, episode 44. That I first Damn. came on. Oh, oh! Wait a minute. Do you know what that means? That means that we're coming up on the two-year anniversary of RC Alienation version two. We are. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Wow, oh, God! I can't believe Damn. people still listen that long. I, yeah, you know, I think from memory, <laughs> you guys are saints. It's it's something like August fifteenth or August twenty. Anyway, middle of August. It'll be two years. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so I'm yeah, it's it's been a fun ride, man. Looking forward to the next few years. Let's do it. Yeah, I guess you didn't read your contract. I think, <laughs> think there was a termination clause after 365. Oh, okay, I forgot about that. If you that, didn't right. get in 365 flights in <laughs> yeah, that was days. that was right <laughs> after the paragraph that said uh the check's going to be small. <laughs> yeah. See, I want you to notice something. I want you to take note of the fact that I Started this this particular episode off with, you know, kind of cutting Justin some slack. But I want you to take notice that Jesse has not done that. He continues <laughs> to mock you. No. <laughs> he does. And that's okay. All right. As long as you just keep he, a mental I think note he, of You know, Jesse, Jesse's just, he tries to get jabs in on anyone because the first, like, 20 episodes he was on here, oh, I know, we right? just beat yeah, him down. I'm, but he I'm doesn't, still... he doesn't really get jabs in on me. Why don't you? I mean, occasionally uh, he does, dude. Yeah, it, so often. It's, it, uh, yeah, but it's few and far between. I'd like to see more of that. Yeah. There's your I'll, challenge, I'll Jesse. That. I'll work on that. <laughs> I'd like to see more of that. I would. It's fun. <laughs> it's good fun. 
So Jesse, the so compass Dan. guy, what have you been doing this week? I, I bet you you got some flights in this been week. Been flying my compass. What cool. else? Has it led you to a another hobby shop with a quality model yet? Your compass? No, not yet. God, I love it's that a, joke. I'm the only one broken. that loves that joke. Yeah. <laughs> you are. Just, that just is never a good gets one. old. It's a good joke. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. need a compass okay. to point you towards a hobby shop to buy a quality airframe. <laughs> I we get it. I, I'm glad. Yeah. I, I, yeah. When you have to explain it, dude, it's not. It kind of ruins. Well, it. I, yeah. see, I yeah. feel Justin got it, and Justin appreciated, it, but I don't think Nick and Jesse. I don't think they appreciate it. So, but anyway, we digress. <laughs> it was funny. What have you been up to, dude? Been flying. So I got out last Saturday and Sunday. Got the seven uh, HV back in the air after my little heli jive incident. Yeah. Two weekends ago. So that was good. Got um, lots of flights in on the seven HV on Saturday and Sunday. Probably I don't know, ten fifteen flights a day. I mean the weather was awesome. So you know it's one of those days where you just head to the field in the morning. And pretty much stay there till you know you get hungry. You got to go home or yeah. something. I did over discharge some batteries. That was that was interesting. <laughs> Not cool. It was, yeah, it's like I and I don't know. I as soon as I plug in my batteries, it's just it's habit. I just usually just start the charger. So therefore, when I look at my charger, if nothing's charging and the batteries are hooked up, I assume they're done because you know right when I plug them in, I should have hit charge and they should be done. <laughs> Apparently not the case. <laughs> so I'm about a minute into this flight, and then I hit low voltage shutdown on my speed controller. Oh, and da, they da, were re- and they were really low. Like it wasn't just kind of low; it's like it was bad low. The ones where so. you plug them back in and it gives you an error on like four yes. out of the six cells. <laughs> like you yeah. can't even you can't even charge these because they're so low. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this no. is a five cell. Right? Yeah, this is a five cell. Bad error, done that. <laughs> so that was yeah that was last sunday and did some more troubleshooting on the nitro last weekend um i was having this problem where it's a it's a ys91 the 3ds and it kept hydro locking on me i mean i literally i'd start it it'd run i'd turn it off 30 seconds later i'd try to start it to be hydro locked so i i uh, tore the motor out and cleaned you know carb clean everything the regulator apart the carb apart took piston sleeve out everything um replaced the ring and did all that stuff and went out yesterday and went to fly it and i'm still having this uh really nasty vibration tail issue um but the motor ran good after doing all that stuff i have good news about the nitro dan this this should make you excited yeah it's it's in a line it's nitro and we figured it out Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, yeah, I was gonna say, wait a minute. What, what, what what's this we? I got oh, it's a we. I, it sounds it's like we all have. I, a, it sounds like we all have a little bit of insight to this story, and I don't know that there's a. Mm-hmm. Is there a turd in your pocket? Because it's not the way I no, heard it. Is what I'm. It's getting. a we. It is definitely a we. <laughs> he's, really? He's not budging on the we. Yeah, he's sticking to because that because I, I, I have lots. I have evidence. I do. I've been writing this down because I'm like, I know these guys aren't going to believe me. So. All right. Well, go ahead and tell us the solution. <laughs> And then no, we'll so tell what everybody it, what really happened. Okay, that sounds good. Um, so my story is, and this is what I'm sticking to no matter what these guys say, <laughs> <laughs> is, so you know those boom support things, those carbon fiber boom supports, you really want to make sure that those are tight. So what it ended up being is on the Align TRX 700, those are epoxied into the plastic ends, 
and both of them were completely, I guess, loose. Like you could, you know, turn them around a little bit and they'd slide in the plastic ends. Yeah. And that can cause some really nasty stuff, apparently, as I learned the hard way. Uh, Nick, Nick may have, uh, may have spotted that. Oh, so you are, you are changing your story a little bit in my defense. Okay. So I, I've checked this over numerous times. I, I didn't notice that ever. That's a, that's like Nick's go-to fix for these tail issues. He's like, first thing he always says is check the boom sports. So I give the heli to Nick. He's like, yeah, I'll give the, you know, tear it down, look the heli over. I had the motor out and everything. I give it to him. He looks it over, gives it back to me, doesn't find anything like the week ago. So he's throwing you under the bus, Nick. Apparently he Dude. missed it too. So it, it was it was very slight. It was very slight. And obviously I fought this for so long it was really hard to spot. It was just a speed bump for me to the final solution. Yeah. <laughs> I can't be perfect all the time. <laughs> uh, every minute of every day. Aww. So it was a minor speed bump. Aww. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't. It's fixed. Tell and the truth, though, dude. You you did actually see it, like, within 30 seconds of getting a hold of the heli, and you figured you'd just, you know, Steve, see if he could come up with it. Steve, I didn't. Up. I looked it over when it was here at my house, but uh, that was also, well, I'll get to that. But my, I did not have my mojo on at that time. You see. That's not my fault. No. <laughs> hey, hey, guys, I'll, I I, I got to. Just a, a quick side story. You know, you're talking about the whole, you you know, Nick saw it, but didn't, wanted to see if Jesse, you know what I used to do to Ed when he was first starting? I'd go through when he wasn't looking. And when he was, his heli was sitting on the table, I'd pop links off the head. And, <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> and see if he would catch it in his brief play. Your luck, he'll go sneak off and fly somewhere when you're not uh, watching. At that particular juncture in his flying career i was buddy boxing him every flight so I okay i was gonna say wouldn't you feel like a complete d-bag <laughs> he put it in wow it taught him he so now- next uh let's see what's the next fun fly we've got with dan nick is that yeah the, uh, so well, we, yeah. Fun we all know hey, we all know watch dan your head links we all know that dan doesn't do good pre-flights right nick uh maybe oh wow you're not gonna sell me out on that uh, no, thanks, dude. Dude, I told you, I'm, I'm my chi is realigned. <laughs> I'm not gonna bag on anyone. One with himself tonight. It's oh, like yeah. Nick got laid. Oh no, uh, no, I did kind no, of, not, no, no. He's like, well, okay, hold on. <laughs> Which would be a, well, I mean, if he did, his wife's not even in town. So. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's more of a, it's an expression of satisfaction for helicopters in general that's what happened all right how what else did you do this week so i went out so that was to or that was yesterday thursday where we fixed that so went flying last night got in you know 10 flights or so after work went out there flew till dark pretty much then today on fridays i get off at 11 30 so right back out at the field all day today probably got in almost 20 flights today i I'm not liking this. I'm not liking this. <laughs> I still put in my week. I've never liked it, dude. It doesn't set. It doesn't set well with me. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> the fact that I can't be at the field, it, it's 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 unsettling. I'll get over. Don't seem right. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I I still put in 40 hours this week, man. So yeah, lots of flying, lots of fun. 
The weather's looking great for this weekend. What are you? Where are you at? What are you working on with your flying, man? What am I working on? Yeah. What? What? Uh, when you're out, what do you? What? Do you, what's? Uh, what's Jesse trying to to put together? Ooh, my not my that move? nitro anymore. <laughs> no, not the nitro. Okay, so we we talked about this, Nick. Just a quick side note of that nitro. In the last month and a half, I've probably pulled that motor out. 15 to 20 times so don't feel bad <laughs> about it. yeah it's it was it was getting kind of ridiculous so maneuvers i'm currently right now my maneuver like when i go to the field i'm working on pyro rainbows climbing pyro rainbows side in nice so it's uh it's it's a maneuver i haven't worked on it on the sim it's one of those where i just got really comfortable doing right pyro maneuvers and i just kind of Started working into it and taking it nice and slow, you know, keeping some height. Slowly starting to figure it out. So kind of a not my usual approach to learning a move, but it seems to be working. So. Nice. Excellent, dude. Moving right along then. Since Nick is uh his um he's at one with the Heli Universe, all of his stars seem to be aligned. Let's find out what he's been up to. What's going on? Why are you in such a, why are you in such a, a Zen mood tonight? Uh, it's it's been it feels good to have it back. Yeah, I mean it's like I, I finally got my my mojo back, and, and I couldn't be any happier. I flew the crap out of my helis last weekend. I've just flown and flown. My family's been out of town, and you know, ten fifteen flights a night every single evening after work. Everything's clicking. Everything's working. Everything's flying. It's a uh, awesome yeah it's a good feeling to to just kind of get that get that reviving ah i don't know that kind of like that aura back and then you know i told jesse was that wednesday or tuesday we were gonna try and get out there maybe wednesday but it just kind of didn't work out and um he said well let's just shoot for thursday and i said all right we are going out there and we are fixing your nitro like end of story. One That's night, it. it's happening. One night, and I called. I said, "It's it. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of watching you not be able to fly that because <laughs> it, it's yeah. It was just it was painful. He's your, you know he's my friend, and you hate to see someone struggle with it for that long. But you know he also he, he's no dummy when it comes to it. So I usually just kind of leave him alone and let let him do his thing. And yeah, it was. Uh, it was just cool. I, I mean, we we went through step-by-step procedure. Okay, let's try this. Boom. And we tore. We had my DFC apart. We tried the one-way hub. We tried uh, my V-bar main unit. And when those blades. two. Yeah, when those two didn't do it. Yep, swap main blades. When they didn't do it, I went, all right, that's it. And so I just threw it up on the tailgate, started looking everything over, Found a couple just small things. Look this, look that, and it was like it just out of the corner of my eye. And what you gotta look for is there will be a faint line about a millimeter back yeah. from where those mm-hmm. plastic is. Yep. And, and it was I just happened where the to epoxy glance. breaks away. Yep. But yep. and it's it's so faint. And, and as soon as I saw that, and I looked over, and I saw it on the other one. Reached over, gave the gave the boob, uh, the boob, the boob. You like that? Huh? <laughs> Sweet, dude. Here you guys were talking about Maybe you didn't get laid. Getting laid, yeah. I uh, obviously, right there on the back of the truck. Well, that's not. 
Uh, cool, I, I was the only gave... one there. So, <laughs> so you did get laid. <laughs> yeah. How was um, it, Jesse? <laughs> was it everything? Was it everything you hoped for? Did you write about it in your diary? Oh. All right, enough. <laughs> I'm not Next. even blog pose. This is <laughs> so, so, so. There I was. Oh, hey! <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up! All redneck style. <laughs> That's right. Oh man! So I grabbed the boobs, <laughs> gave it a little squeak. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> Nick. You don't have to tell us any more detail about grabbing the boom and giving it a little tweak. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, all right, so you fixed. I'm actually above all of this. All right, just so everyone, uh, I want to make that very clear. Uh. Yes. So anyway, uh, when I saw that, it was like that was it. I even actually told Light him, switch. Like that was it, 100. percent I said, "There you go." Um, he tried to some- bet me my heli on it. He was so confident. Yep. not sure how that works but yeah no i said that's it he's like well what and i was adamant no that's it done it's game over if this i even told him like he grabbed i got him some spares and uh he was he started spooling it up after he fired it back up and i was walking away and i kind of looked over my shoulder and he had this little look like well aren't aren't you gonna because every other time i'd gone over there with him to pick it up and see what it was doing I'm mm-hmm. walking away, and he's like, uh, it just kind of had this look like, well, where are you going? I told him, I'm like, dude, if it was a car and I just fixed it, I'd ship it without even checking it. That's how confident <laughs> yeah. So it was it was good. And it, that was an awesome feeling. There's nothing better than picking a heli up in the air that's been, I mean, dude, that, you're going on what, months? Oh, dude. Yeah. Two months, right? Yeah, a month and a half. Yeah. It's but awesome. there's a lot of nice new parts in that heli now. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of other stuff's been replaced. <laughs> yeah. It's a brand is. new model now. <laughs> yeah. That is true. Nice. So that was just, you know, that that really added to to just my, man, the, the awesomeness yeah. that has been happening and, and going on. So nice. I, I can't, yeah. It, it's just, it's good all the way around. I've got a, dude. 14 SG showing up tomorrow. Oh, dude. Oh, yes. There's some downsides to this. You're going to join uh, join Dan, huh? Yeah, there's yeah. there's some downsides. And the simple matter of the fact is, guys, is we're all going to have to replace receivers. Why? Because it's not it's not compatible with those small receivers. Wait, wait a minute. It will not work with a fast receiver. What? I couldn't get mine to bind. It's supposed to be backwards compatible. That's what I thought, but mine would not link. And maybe you got to go into the radio. Maybe you have to go in the radio and change something. Did you change the, yeah, there's like a setup area where you can change receiver type. Yeah, because I read fast multi or fast seven channel or fast est. All right. I retract that statement then because I did read that it was supposed to be backwards compatible, but my uh, receivers that I was using uh, Mm -hmm. for my 8FG, I couldn't get it to link. So. Did you read the manual? Did I read the manual? No. <laughs> what <on>. manual? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Nonsense. Well, then. I did look at the Futaba. I, I looked at the Futaba list of receivers that are compatible with radios. And I can tell you this, that, that those receivers that I have for my 8FG were not checked on that 
on that uh, spreadsheet that they have as compatible receivers. All right. Well, I don't <laughs> believe this. We'll get an update next week. I don't believe that. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out, and we'll tell you guys. But I mean, yeah, no. I mean, we, it, we, it doesn't really matter. It's that cool. Yeah, a, yeah it does. It, it, no, it makes doesn't. a big difference, no, it doesn't. doesn't it? No, I'm I mean, not buying a whole pile new of receivers. How many helicopters do you fly, in, dude? Me? Yeah. Um, what? How many do it? Three? Three? Four? Yeah. Three receivers? Three? Yeah, but I have four receivers. Well, you'll be able to sell them. I have more, dude. I'm piling up. <laughs> Someone's I'm getting piling ready to up. Do no, some if building. it's a receiver deal, I will. I. Uh. Uh-uh. I nope. think. I think. Um. You know, the more I think about it, there's got to be a way to change that protocol in the radio. I because it, it is supposed to be. I read it on the box. It says backwards compatible. So. Yeah. I think so if you're a Futaba user out there, school us on that. Give us the lowdown. Send me an email. Give Tell me, Dan to read the manual. Yeah, yeah. That's the only email right that's here, needed. Dude. It says right here, 2.4 fast. You're a crackhead. Dude, I, I swear I, to God. Dude, go Dan, to just go and check. I think that you can actually just go in, like I said, and change it. I, I, it's I, right yeah. here. System. There's a system. The modulation screen. You pick which one it is. Yeah. yeah get off exactly. my back already. God. <laughs> Fixed it. Jesus. Fixed it. Done. I told you I'm on a roll. <laughs> yeah, but do you want him to put that in email form? Dan's gonna go to bed tonight regretting he even mentioned it. I am. I already regret it for Christ's sake. <laughs> Jesus, get off my back already. God. Uh no, I'm ex- I'm excited to try it though. Uh I can I mean I'm pretty much at the point now where I'm just ready to buy another one to ship it back to James who's letting me try his. Yeah. I, I mean I almost even considered placing the order before it got here. But that's yeah, that's uh that's basically what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cuz I'll just I'll use it. I'm sure I'll enjoy it and then I'll just yeah, go ahead and buy him a new one and and send it back. One of those unexpected, well like we were talking about um, one of those unexpected things that you don't really need to spend money on, but you know you're having fun. Sure. And there's there's nothing wrong. I was actually pitching Justin quite a bit of crap today about getting those X8 servos. Yes, like, he was. Oh, yeah, those are absolutely necessary, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> what the other most popular servo in the world isn't good enough. You you need the other ones. <laughs> and uh, uh and you know it doesn't matter because bottom level is that once you know if that gets him puts a smile on his face and maybe gets him excited and helps drag him out from the funk yeah why, then, don't, why don't you stop making fun of justin so much <laughs> dude jeez <laughs> Uh, oh, this is great. So anyway, oh, <laughs> we also have um uh want to say thank you to Paul at, Paul at rcbearings.com. Um he sent us some bearings, so we're going to be doing a review on uh we're going to take and rebuild rebearing an OS55 with his bearing kits that he has for those. And I'm also uh going to be doing kind of a little write-up and review on the T-Rex 700E DFC, the whole tail vibe thing. I got some radio bearings and thrust bearings from him. 
and we'll be installing those, replacing, uh, and I say this very loosely, quote-unquote, perfectly good factory-aligned bearings in the tail and see if it actually makes a difference. So, uh, yeah, be listening out for that, and we'll make sure and get those reviews up when we get all done, too. Sweet, dude. Nice. Anything else? That about it? I'm heading back out of the field tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I'm going to fly. Yes, sir. Fly like a fool. <gasps> Dude. Hold on, Nick. Of what? course, there's more. How many flights have you gotten in this week? Um, Man, I want to say this week. I'm cr- My goal, I'm shooting for 60 total this week. That's my that's my goal for the total. But I happen to notice on uh, the icon on the DFC, which I don't remember now. I can't remember how many flights I had on the DFC before I put the icon on it. I really don't remember when that was. It was but about at any rate, two, three weeks ago now. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't it? a little I, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the uh, it. You know, it's got a flight counter. Nice. The icons. Yeah. Yep. I did not. Yeah, that's pretty cool, huh? I didn't know that. How does so it, how I, does it know? Actually, I wouldn't want to know, dude, because I think mine's still in single digits. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but it it said uh, fifty eight on it today when I checked, and that's Ooh. just that because I'm I'm still flying, uh, been flying the EX too, so and the Nitro, nice. Yeah, so it's nice. it's going to be a good week. I'm just going to pound them out. I did my first, albeit <laughs> ugly, and we kind of laughed at it. It was fun. But well, I didn't know if it was actually possible. I did my first TikToking auto today. Inverted. Inverted. Sweet. Inverted TikToking auto. Yeah. Mm. Trying to figure that one out. Right off the deck. Popped it up, inverted off the deck, and got a uh, a couple quick TikToks in there and it looked ugly. I don't know. Didn't crash, though. No, no. No crashes. We're just not sure. Like, I turn around to Jesse, and I'm like, well, I'm just not sure if, like, it, it can be made to look good. Because just because you can do something doesn't mean it actually looks good. Yeah, I've been trying to visualize that in my head since you mentioned it, and I don't know. That was my I motto in college. It's, I think it's more <laughs> of a... <laughs> What did you say? I said that was my motto in college. <laughs> <laughs> Just because you can do something doesn't mean it looks good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he told himself funny. Yeah, really into that. It's like oh. a selfie. Oh, that's funny. Anyway. Well, I don't know. We'll see. It's just, uh, yeah, I, I tried elevator TikToks, and it, it just didn't. The head speed bleeds really fast. Obviously, I'm sure I'll get a little bit better at it. I just, you'll, I don't get know. It tomorrow. I don't know if it's physically possible. And I turned around after the last one and was talking to Jesse, and I'm like, you know, I don't even know if you, this, like, can be done on a 700 to look good. Like, I've seen Kyle Dahl do it with uh, Logo Extreme to 800. And it looks awesome. But that's also an 800 with him at the sticks. So may, I might have too high of expectations out of what a 700 can even do. But, hey, I'm sure I've got a couple sets of skids and blades that we'll uh, find out. So, guys, my week, it can be summed up with two words. 
You ready for those two words? I'm ready. Gobble, Go. gobble. Let's hear it. Gobble, gobble. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, man. So I, I never thought I'd hear that, ever. <sighs> Look. Ever. Rocking yeah. the neon green turkey leg. I, um... So last last weekend was uh, kind of a I don't know it wasn't a real good week uh, weekend uh, for flying a lot of a uh, lot of wrenching going on on other people's stuff Ed and uh, so I didn't, didn't get a lot of flying not to call anyone out or anything but. not trying to pin anyone out yeah. because I wouldn't want to make Ed feel like crap so we did a lot of wrenching uh, he changed out some stuff and oh oh my God you guys. All right, so the past month and a half, two months, he's been having issues with his 500. And it was almost like a low-voltage issue. Like, he would start to lose power, and the heli would just kind of fall out of the air. So we are like, what can this be, you know? Uh, check the batteries. The batteries are fine. Uh, put a new motor in it. new motor was fine. Put a, a different ESC in it. Still did the same thing. I said, Ed, have you, have you checked the pinion? And he goes, oh, it's 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 there, it's in there, and sure enough, it was tight. The pinion was tight, but it wasn't up against the flat spot. So after oh. the heli hmm. would be flying, a little bit of heat would be generated. The pinion would start slipping on the shaft. Yep, and the head speed would drop, and the heli would come down. So he replaced the motor. He bought a Talon ninety for it. Um, bought a couple new batteries because he thought his batteries were going bad. And uh, it all came down to removing the pinion, checking the, you know, cleaning the grub screw, relock tightening, and, you know, tightening it down on the flat spot on the shaft. So mm-hmm. uh, anyway, we, we were dealing with that last week. Uh, finally got it going. He's liking it again. So that's what I did last week. And then, of course, as you guys know, got the goblin. It's not my goblin. Quinn sent it to me first, his first helicopter. And he did try to build it. Uh, there's a, <laughs> I, I kind of, I was a little, I didn't really say much about it last week cause I didn't want to make him too self-conscious, but I was talking to him this week. I don't know. Typical, maybe a new person mistake, but I'm guessing he used a whole four ounce bottle of Loctite on that helicopter. Oh, <laughs> he had so much Loctite in the servo horn screws. That I when I, I had to take the servos out of the helicopter and hold them in my hand, and I could almost feel the case flexing as I was un I was unscrewing them. Wow! wow. Got them out, cleaned off all the gunk, and uh, we got the Bavarian Demon on it. I had it set up, and there was some programming issues that I wanted to go over with Justin, and we got those sorted uh, last night. So today I rushed home, went straight to the field. And I got six flights on the Goblin. Sweet, dude. Nice. Gobble, gobble, man. Quinn actually texted me. He goes, so what do you think? What do you think? He wants wants my opinion. And I said, well, you know, give me some time with it. But I, you know, it, you know, first things first, it's, 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 man, is it quiet? But, you know, coming from a nitro, everything's quiet. Mm -hmm. Yep. Except for a gasser. But it is very smooth and um, very fast. And I'm really looking forward to putting some flights on it. Then this 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 weekend we've got our club fun fly. Uh, so I'll be doing that. And the weekend after that, I've got. Have you guys ever heard of wishes for wings or 
something like that. W- wings for wishes, or I think it's wishes for wings. I don't think so. No, I don't think well, so. it's I don't know. It's like I don't know the full story behind it, but but it's a fundraising. It's an RC hobby fundraising thing for cancer patients. And I don't know if like local people like, oh, I want to host one of these and then they send them the information and boom, they do it. But anyway, the club in Missoula is doing one of these next weekend. So I'm going to go up there, which postponed, by the way, our clinic because our clinic was supposed to be at that very same field that weekend as well. And they bumped us back one weekend. So we'll be doing that up there. But, you know, as far as the the goblin, uh, you know, Nick thinks I'm going to own one shortly. You will. I give it a couple more days. I got to ask though. So Dan, you know, you you've probably been building this event up in your mind. Did it? What was it? Did it meet your expectations? Did it exceed? Did it not meet your expectations? Like what, yeah, what was like the general more. sort of like <laughs> the first impression? The first impression was, wow, I really need to turn the expo down. <laughs> 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 that was my first okay. impression. Huh. <laughs> uh, my second impression was strange but true, guys. It was I missed the smoke because I think I've really come to rely on the smoke for orientation and progress. You know where what the what is the heli doing? I could see that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, One side has a big shiny pipe on it. Makes it easy <laughs> and, to and tell. You know, it still feels small like a small heli to me i know it's bigger than you know the typical 500 Mm -hmm. but you know i just i haven't been able to do like tonight i was just focused on getting the tail tuned in and the head tuned in but it just it just seems um so much faster in in every axis i mean i mean i did put 13 and 13 and i gotta tell you that was fun (laughs) i still don't understand he's like I'm talking to Dan. I'm like, so, so, what do you got the head speed at? You know, and 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 what about for pitch? He's like, oh, 13. I'm like, okay, wait a bit. You're coming from a nitro where you just you just moved up to 12 this summer, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, 12.5. Oh, you are. Oh, you renegade. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, but what's the head speed on this this little guy? Uh, 24. <sighs> Holy crap, man. Yeah, and that's uh, because of the gearing. Um, Quinn bought the 17-2. It's not a pinion. It's the belt drive. Mm -hmm. Pulley, I guess, is what they're calling it. That was the suggested head speed, maximum head speed, for that particular gearing, and that's what I went with. And I was really liking it. I was like, these are some really bitching pitch pumps, man. (laughs) (laughs) Look how fast this helicopter and 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 the sound is 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 cool because when that heli digs in and just starts loading up, man, does it have a really cool sound? Yeah, well, it's uh, your it, so does your nitro. You just can't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> that may be, but I got to tell you, I, I I'm going to try to open up the flight envelope on it a little bit tomorrow. Tonight, I was just uh, kind of taking it easy on the packs. And I've only got, he sent me two packs, uh, Gen Z's packs. And tomorrow I'm hoping, you know, I mentioned last year we have five seasons here in Montana, you know, the typical four and then the additional smoke season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that started, that started today. Oh, dude, oh. already? 
Yeah, it's dude. We got forest fires all around us, and it's there's one north of us, there's one to the east of us, there's one to the west of us. I didn't know there was anything left to burn. Oh, <laughs> it's it's bad. Actually, I was going to take a picture because it was really kind of it was the sky tonight was really amazing in that halfway down the valley, one side was completely blue, and the other side was that brown smoke color, like solid. And it's coming in, and I suppose tomorrow is going to be. Much like that, and from now until probably the end of September, smoke season will get over. It's almost longer than that, summer. That sucks, dude. <laughs> it does suck. It's bad, but because it's so thick, you, know, you can like smell it and oh, you can like, totally feel it, it like breathing it in and all that crap, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, ashes. You see ashes uh. floating. So tomorrow, I'm hoping that I can kind of you know. Get a little more, I'm, I'm being, you know, it's not my helicopter, so I'm being probably more cautious with it than I would be otherwise. Uh, I did find that I, I, I readjusted the gimbals on that 14 SG mm-hmm. and I went way too loose with everything. So that was a little strange. I have to actually tighten those up. Um, I just had them too loose and it was, it felt real kind of sloppy, but, um, you know, we'll see, we'll see tomorrow. I, next week I'll be able to take it with me to work every day uh get some noon time flying and then uh hopefully this weekend get a get a ton of flights on it and then it then i'm going to keep it probably for another probably till after our fun fly over there in snohomish or the snohomish fun fly nice uh, awesome over to snohomish and um then i'll mail it back to him and then you will have to buy one i'll probably have to buy one before i was that. gonna say the orders the order is gonna be placed <laughs> way before then no dude don't forget that uh, our buddy Ken, Lower Heli, will have them there at Snohomish. Ooh. Oh. That's it. Yeah, but I don't want to have to build one there. <laughs> oh, nay, nay. Come on now. Are you going to build it for Overnight, me? Overnight, dude. Overnight. I will help. You know what? Dude, here's the deal. Gonna pull the offer, I will offer my professional skills <laughs> in yeah, assembling your tail. I don't think I want you to touch. Uh, but uh, okay, don't even look this at This is it. where you're gonna fill in that B button, and I'm gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, when you give plenty of warning, I don't need to do the B button. I like that. No, no, <laughs> uh, no. Hey, hey, no, no. Look, here's the deal. My Snohomish trip is gonna be really rushed and really hurried. I'm not gonna get there till like three o'clock in the morning on Friday. Uh, I'm gonna hang out. We'll do a show on Saturday, and I'm going to have to leave like first thing in the morning on Sunday. Not going to have time to build a helicopter. Oh. Hmm. But that's two nights. Yeah, that sounds like yeah, a whole lot be... more hours than it requires to build a helicopter. Wait a minute. You're not leaving Thursday? No, I can't leave Thursday. <sighs> Come on. Hold on. You're getting in at 3 o'clock in the morning Friday or Saturday? Yeah. Well, uh, okay. You're leaving Thursday afternoon is what you're saying. No. I'm leaving Friday afternoon. Oh, dude. No, I'll call in a bomb threat. Screw that, dude. You're leaving Thursday. You got to leave on Thursday. That means you're only going to be down here or over here for the Saturday. What was I just trying to tell you? you, (laughs) I swear to God. Are you sure you're a rocket scientist? Dude, I I wasn't sure what you were talking about. I was with Nick. I thought you were leaving Thursday. (laughs) No, 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 no. I am going to try to leave. If I can get out of work by noon on Friday, I'll be surprised. 
Uh, and then I'll just head over and, uh, you know, just long enough to come over and do a show and come home. Wow. It's dedication, man. No, your job sucks. <laughs> You're telling me. That's yeah, not he's, dedication. He's the one that has to go to it every slavery. day. slavery. <laughs> it's the way it is, man. I just started. You can't. You tell him, do your job. I'm yeah, going to fun day. fly. <laughs> See, this is like a relationship, Dan. You need to start pulling that kind of crap right at the beginning and so that they no. get used to it. Because <laughs> if you try pulling it over later, it ain't going to go well. It'll never work, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, this is what happens when you join the rest of the working world. You have to, you're a slave to the grind. Yes. So, but, you know, it's just, you know, the idea is to get over there and do do a show. You know, show our support for the Snohomish guys. That's what it's all about. Yeah. It's not about building a helicopter. Unfortunately. But what does that mean? That means that maybe I should buy one before and bring it with me. There you go. There you go. That's what that means. Absolutely, dude. Call them up. Make it happen. Get her done quick, man. It's like T minus three weeks here. I know. Damn it, the time is going. Dude, summer's almost over. It's blowing my mind. Yeah, yeah. Not right. right. We digress. Again. That's my new favorite word. I don't know if you guys have noticed that, but that's the second time in this episode I've used that word. Yep. I heard it both times. Did you really? Mm -hmm. All righty, guys. I think it's time we do some news. What do you think? Yes. News time. So, Dan, you know, I'm getting a little tired of looking at my old and busted helicopter. I need something to spice it up. But I also want something that's functional because I hate just throwing bling on there that doesn't add any value. You got any ideas for me, man? Absolutely, dude. As we all know, Patrick at KDE, these guys make fantastic upgrades for your helicopter. They do all kinds of helicopters, mostly a line, but they do Goblin and they got some Synergy stuff. And of course, we all know the Blade stuff. That's getting really popular. They got pretty much all the right upgrades that you'll need that not only add the bling, they add the performance as well. Sweet, man. I'm going to head over to kdedirect.com right now and make it mine. This week's news is brought to you by helidaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. What do you say, Nick? What's what's up for news this week, dude? Um, well, let's see. So, Cellpro has come out with a new charger. Uh, it, it's kind of been the joke that they just taped two, <laughs> two, two <laughs> power just, labs together. Yeah, they just taped two power labs together. They made the sticker longer and uh, <laughs> stuck them together. Um, it, it really is kind of exactly what it looks like. They, the, there was no, oh, yeah. there was no new engineering involved with this one. Uh, the the power's silly. I mean. 1,344 watts per channel wow. using 40-volt input. I mean... Jeez, man. Yeah. Wow. They extended the input voltage range from 10 to 48 volts. Wow. I mean, it, it, seriously. <laughs> yeah, I like how it says... Um, let's see. So you can power each channel with a separate power supply to attain maximum power from each channel, even when using 110 volts AC. 
So it amp. really, it really is two power labs stuck together. Yeah, and yeah. So I'll point out something that I'm I'm not fond of. Is it actually has two? It looks like it has two separate inputs for the you know, like you'd hook it up to two power supplies, like I was saying, independently. But it's not all going into one connector, one wire. It has two. Yeah. Yeah. No, it it's it is literally they take two, two complete chargers together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is it? You know what's really kind of disappointing is they're not exactly small units to begin with. Um, they kind of have, in my opinion, they have a little bit of an awkward shape to them, especially when yeah. it comes to making charging cases. Mm-hmm. Now it's just twice as awkward. And and doesn't the the uh, standard Power Lab Eight doesn't it have like a dual feature where you can already clip them together? Ooh, now that uh, I do not know. I don't know. That's a good question, yeah. Jesse. I'm it fairly could, but certain I've never it heard does. of it. Well, it's like just, built into the case. That's the I, yeah. I watched the Power Lab Eight. Yeah. Can it huh. do that? See, well, you look at the Power Lab Eight, and it is thirteen hundred and forty-four watts. Isn't that the same mm-hmm. as the dual? Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Per channel. That's Expansion why it's called dual channel power mode. Lab. Turns multiple PL eight V twos into one workstation. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> okay. Well, let's. So, compliment sandwich. Okay. It's still cool though. What's the price, Nick, on uh, on the two the the double one? Three sixty nine ninety five. Okay, and for one Power Lab eight V two, it's two forty. There you go. So you're so, saving a hundred and ten bucks, okay. even if there's no other features involved, which any is, new features. That's which worth is, it. And it's not like they're not great chargers. Oh, I mean, yeah, awesome dude, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the so- I don't know if you guys have ever, like, looked into the software interface. It is freaking crazy. I mean, you can you can plot everything and log data. You can look at pretty much anything you want. Wow. No, I've never messed with one. Hey, isn't a compliment sandwich supposed to start and end with a compliment? Yes. Justin, it's an open-faced sandwich. Yeah, <laughs> it's an open fate. Well, we, we okay. We closed it with a compliment, so it's kind of like you threw the mm-hmm. pile of shit on the plate, and then you covered it up with a piece of bread. <laughs> yeah, and there's still a perfectly good plate underneath. So, <laughs> 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 so we really only needed half in this case. <laughs> You're freaking insane! Seriously. <laughs> Wow. All right, so Castle's got um this is a real uh, this one's a little confusing. Um they could have done a, a better job uh for us dummies in a, explaining this. But what I'm kind of getting from it, from this is they have an out now what's called a serial link. And what I think the the top level result of this is is that eventually you will be able to incorporate uh, Castle ESC information, so like your data logging information that you can get out of the iSeries, but it will transfer it over to live telemetry that you can use. I think the plan is like with other telemetry systems. So hopefully, maybe, you know, like you could, like 14SG, maybe it'll tie in and be able to transfer that data to. Uh, the receiver telemetry, and then you could see that on your screen. I know that um, from here, it, it's using a really old 
kind of uh, communication, the RS-232, that's, that's like old school, old school. So I'm, I'm a little confused there. But you should at least be able to watch it live on a computer. So if someone else was there with you, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it seems like it's a cool step in the right direction. But they just did this announcement that's way overcomplicated for the average person and doesn't really give a, like, yeah, so now you can do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, to if you break it down, I agree, Nick. I mean, I, I'm always one for super technical stuff, but this is this seems way over technical for the average consumer. Um, from what I've been able to gather, it 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 basically allows you to combine the throttle signal that you would send through your regular radio to the ESC, just like your standard throttle uh, throttle signal with gathering telemetry back on that same line through the this serial link interface and then mm-hmm. it can then be read back to the computer or whatever it is that you're using you know looking at netbook mm-hmm. whatever so yeah and it can do I, it i'm over. more in I, i'm interested in it but i'd like to see I'd like to see exactly what you need to do and all the different features. The here. compatibility. That's what I want yeah, to know. I mean, a I good get point. it. They're saying right here Castle Link Live is a bi directional communication protocol, gives the ESC the ability to transmit real time telemetry feedback over the standard receiver cable. Yep. So, like, I get that. That's awesome. But what is good? What am I going to plug it into? Yep. And, and they left that part out. Like, so you could plug it into your X brand of, you know, receiver or telemetry module or this brand or that brand. I mean, can we get a little adapter and can we plug this into the telemetry module for Spectrum and then have it up on our Spectrum radio? I don't know. Yeah, it says computer control with telemetry feedback, embedded control, wireless control, which requires an external wireless module analog control or pass through operation to an external data logging device. I imagine that's like a oscilloscope or, you know, something along those lines. Yeah. So I think it's, it's cool because I think it's a step in an awesome direction. Uh, Cause you know, and like, you are one for telemetry, dude. I do. I actually really, I like telemetry and the two things that I think would be really awesome information to have and probably the only ones really, um, which one now, obviously you can get uh, static flight, uh, flight pack voltage, which for, you know, people flying electrics who like to shoot autos is awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's basically like a fuel gauge. Um, and then, but one thing that I think would be really cool out of this, which would be nice because then you wouldn't have to wire in anything separate like you do now. So mm-hmm. now you have to like, you know, basically solder in some leads uh, to your Y cable or whatever to read that voltage for your telemetry unit. So that would be nice to get that all, you know, get that wiring out of there. But I think it would be really cool to know ESC temperature too. Because that's one, when I get out flying, you know, back to back to back to back, I do have to really kind of watch that. So I think it would be cool if I could set an alarm for ESC temperature where it's like, 
okay, anything over, say, 190 degrees, I get an alarm. It's like, all right, dude, I better back off of this thing. You're about to do an emergency auto. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Get the fire extinguisher. So I I think that would be kind of cool. Not something that I would look at all the time, but the alarms, I I think the alarms would be really cool. Okie dokie. So TSA has now put out even more models. They have, uh, dude. They're, what? Well, I mean, they have just about just about everything in the seven hundred and six hundred class right now. They've got a seven hundred nitro platinum, seven hundred nitro pro, seven hundred e platinum and pro, a six hundred nitro platinum and pro, and a six hundred electric platinum and pro. What's the difference, wow. dude? So the platinum series, that's the one that's got all the metal blingage in it. So it consists of all of our metal parts uh, used extensively throughout the model, ensuring the customer the highest quality model straight out of the box. The Pro Series uses more plastic, polymer-impregnated metal plastic in key areas where functionality and weight savings where they could. So, you know, blinged version, more plasticky version. So I I think that's kind of interesting. Do we really think that that's, I mean, obviously they must have some market research that suggests that that is justified. I mean, it's a pretty large, complicated line of helis. Do we really think we need a blinged and a normal version? Well, you know, back in the day that that used to be so. But I think that people are just have so gotten used to everything being aluminum. You know, that I, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, and the only thing that I can think, and this is, this is just a theory, I don't know this for a fact, is I think they came out with, they had all the all metal ones first. Yes, maybe I they believe didn't quite, you're right. Maybe they didn't quite sell as good as they wanted. So they went, okay, what can we do to maybe boost sales? Well, let's try and drop the price. Well, how yeah. can we cut kit, co- kit costs down? We will take out some of the aluminum stuff that's not mandatory, replace it with plastic, and get the prices down. Because, I mean, dude, the 700E Platinum is at $599.95, so 600 bucks. which really, I mean, that's not a bad price at all. That's pretty reasonable. Yeah, but the E Pro, $429.95. Okay, and so as you're talking here, I'm looking at their website, and... You're right. So the the Pro has like plastic blade grips on it and uses a um bl- wait, pr- whoa. blade grips? Yes. Plastic blade grips like like old school logo. Ooh, dude. On yeah, plastic bearing blocks, okay, on the main shaft. And then dude, old school throwback to like the 600 days where <laughs> a line used to rock the silver glass fiber side frames. So no yeah, way. dude. Yeah, dude. The pro is running these silver glass fiber frame. There, none of it is carbon fiber. Plastic tail case, huh. plastic tail slider, plastic tail grips, unanodized uh, tail boom. It's like, it, it, I mean, ghetto. it's it's pretty yeah, it bare ghetto. bones, dude. <laughs> wow. Huh. I don't. Yeah, okay. They must have just had a shit ton of parts left, and they said, well, we got to get rid of this. Yeah, we got to do something well. with them. <laughs> I mean, do, like, pretty, pretty much everything is plastic. The bell crank for the tail, 
the uh you know any of like the little tubular standoffs and stuff for frame spacers so maybe their approach is no one's gonna buy this so they'll all buy the platinum edition (laughs) they're only gonna make 10 of them jesse (laughs) so what you're saying is like they've 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 only built enough of the pros to get pictures out yeah so now basically they're just you know hoping people will look at the pictures and go i'm going with the platinum (laughs) This Even, dude, this is pretty crazy. Even the motor mount, check this out on the electric. The motor mount with integrated pinion uh, support bearing is all plastic. Oh, that's going to be a great idea, said no one ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Do we geez. know anyone that's had a TSA? Like, in all honesty, not bagging on them, that, that has flown it or owns one or used to own one that... Had I something to know. say, positive or negative? Know. The only person that I know, uh, well, let's see. The, one of the Bossian brothers, I think, mm-hmm. and uh, Gregor McGrath, I think, has a nitro. But I don't, I mean, they sell them, so of course he's going to say they're good. I don't know. <laughs> I, the only thing I ever hear, uh, and this uh, I don't. This is probably just, well, I know it's not rumor, but it, it's probably very one-sided. I seem to hear a lot of stripped domain gear on the electrics. Hmm. I know uh, one of the guys um, that flies on the spin blades team, he stripped one in Vegas uh, when he was here. Uh, actually, one of the guys competing, I don't remember what team it was for, competing this last weekend at the Worlds, uh, I think stripped a main gear in his. Ouch. Uh, yeah, so I I don't know. I, um, yeah. Well, to each his own. Lots of options. Yes, lots, lots of options. Of options. Yep. Um, so Skookum has come out with uh, this another kind of un- unique approach. Skookum has come out with an SK540 clear version, and kind of targeting the same idea. So what they did is they they ditched the aluminum housing. They put a plastic one on there, again, to reduce cost. And they took the, let's see, they took the governor out of it and the bank switching out of it. Wow, those are some pretty significant subtractions. It is. No, I completely agree. Um, Yeah. And then it's on, so you can buy it for $199.95. Whoa! Compared to what's the regular five forty at, uh, two fifty. Okay. The the cool part, which I I do think this is pretty cool, that you can that you can add the bank switching and the governor to it for twenty five bucks later if you want. So you can get. Pretty much a plastic one with full features at two twenty five, or a metal one for two fifty. Yes, you know the first thing I thought when I saw this was it's an. In, I mean, it's interesting. I guess it's it kind of looks kind of neat, but plastic is different than metal. And how does this one respond to vibrations in comparison to the metal? And maybe that, there's no difference. Uh, I don't may- know. Just Maybe thinking not. out loud. 
No, I, I do. I mean, I, if you change the thing yeah. that we like to say in the engineering world is if you change it, it will be different. <laughs> True statement. No, that is absolutely. Um, I, I, I'm just, you know, I'm not sure. I, I don't really, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I think that there's a, a good possibility that it won't be a problem. Cause I mean, like, look at Icon, right? That thing's yep. very resilient yep. to vibration, plastic Absolutely. case. But that was a a, a big fe- man. I've never had vibration problems on my five forties, ever. Like it, it, the heli could almost just want to eat itself and fall out of the sky, and it sits there quite happy. It's still perfectly fine. Yeah, but I mean, I get that features are going up, prices are coming down, and that, that's a definite way to cut cost. It's it's almost kind of like they went with. They're, they took, like, the V-Bar Express approach. Yeah. Express yeah, and true, true, true. Yep. That's that's what it... Because, wait, you can't even... Oh, you know what? It's almost exactly like that. Because you can't get the governor on Express mini V-Bar, can you? I don't think so. I'm I think you sure. have to get pro. So I, I think that's the theory. I mean, 200 bucks, yep. it's, it's a good unit. I think Just, it actually looks kind of cool. It does look kind of cool. I'm I'm real partial to that all aluminum. They put fancy on. lights on the board. That I oh, that's know. a good question, dude. Does it cool. light up? Light I don't think clear the whole up. unit lights up, but it does have indicator lights on it. <clears throat> Different, fun, fun. That's that wraps up my news. I got a. It's not really news, but I um, I was kind of messing around the other day on uh, YouTube. Ran across a bunch of uh, Helimaster stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I found, and I want to share this with you guys, I think I found probably my new most favorite clip from mm-hmm. the Helimasters. So let me let me set this up while I'm, uh, let me. So basically what this, Bert was doing a demo. Kyle Stacy was walking out with him. Uh to, and he had a microphone in his hand. And I think the idea was there was going to be some commentary during this flight. So let me, let me pl- play this clip for you Ready, guys. please, for your flight in the professional class uh, set maneuvers. So flying the Goblin 700, the team principal pilot of the team, my co-commentator for the weekend, a good friend. Put your hands together for the legend of Burt Camera! You guys will notice he said the legend of Bert Cameron. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's not the fun part. Fun part's coming up. Right now, Bert's doing some flying around. Pretty soon, you're going to hear the start of a commentary. All right, guys. So, Bert can fly really low, but he needs a lot of... Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) He needs a lot of Jesus. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Something just hit over here. I love that. Uh, Pretty soon, Bert gets behind the mic. Look at that. Where where on earth did that come from? Of course, the blade. That's that's interesting. That's the blade reinforcement block. That was quite an interesting crash. Man. (laughs) Quite an interesting crash. Oh, well. (laughs) That must move on. Oh, well. (laughs) It happens to the best of... That's Bert Camera! Come on! <laughs> Jesus! 
<laughs> how low he's going. He'll do anything for the crowd. Yeah, so that was a fun little clip I, th- I found. I thought I'd share that with you guys. It's not really news, but, you know, we like to <laughs> give Bert a little bit of crap whenever we can. So anybody else have any news? Justin, Jesse? Nothing from me. None here. No talking points, huh, Jesse? No, none this week, Dan. I'll, uh, if I get any, I'll try to like let you know before the show. So then we don't have to bring this up during the show. Well, no, I would rather put you on the spot every week. Oh, every okay. single week. <laughs> That's part of the yeah. fun. When's that 6HV yeah. coming? What's 6HV? What? Oh, the new one? The ultimate? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Oh, my just, God. Dump, dump, dump. Who do you I'm like, is, is someone sending me a 6HV? No. <laughs> I was a little bit out yet. Hopefully. That's, hopefully. that's when even you know that the compass pilots even think it's a myth. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, wait, they, they're actually making that? What? That's, well, what do you know that I don't know? Yeah, you know, yeah, you, who are you talking to? I need, I need to get in contact here with someone. No, hopefully, hopefully within the next month. Uh, you're getting one, I'm assuming. Oh, I'm right? definitely. I'm on the list. I think that means I'm getting one. Nice. Be sure to crash that thing the first flight. Yeah. We'll just keep watching well your Facebook crashes. wall. I'll be putting lots of pictures up there on your wall. <laughs> of the building stuff? Yeah, exactly. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> All right, guys. This week's news has been brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. I've been thinking about getting an electric, guys, and i got to tell you, I... I'm getting a little tired listening to Nick and Jesse go on about their awesome charging cases. Justin, I'm thinking about getting myself a cage threat, man. What do you think about that? Dan, seriously, that is the last charger you will ever need. I mean, we're talking 2,000 watts of power out of a Meanwell power supply that goes into the iCharger 4010 Duo. And the screen is even detachable. So I suggest that you head over to ProgressiveRC.com and get one today, dude. The Goblin guys came with um, came with the, the you guys have seen these the Anderson power pole connectors. So I got to play around with those this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you think? Thoughts? Well, Ed was there and he was like, "This is wait a minute. Do you mean I don't have to solder anymore? I can buy this ninety five dollar crimping tool and these fifteen dollar a piece power poles." <laughs> and I don't know if they're that much. They're it's they're much more expensive. I was exaggerating a little bit, but. He was excited because he saw an opportunity to be able to use these power poles and uh, not have to do any soldering, and he's considering switching over. So I had never messed with them before. I went ahead and uh, did a test run on some wires to see what they're all about, and I got to tell you, they're real easy to use. I don't know if you guys, any of you guys ever had a chance to use them? Nope. I've only seen them. I have I've not. seen them. I haven't used them myself. Look, I, you know, there is the drawback, and we're going to get into this because we're going to talk a little bit about various different connectors and, and this kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, the one thing, they're kind of limited. They're only good up to 45 amps. Do you guys know that? Uh, these particular power poles were. I don't, there must, there might I be. I thought they had big ones that could do like 100 or 120. I may be thinking there of There might be. Something but if else. They do, but you gotta, if they do, you got to have more than one crimping gun. Or a wrench or whatever, plier, whatever the hell you want to call it. Yep. And, a, uh, and an 800 to haul around the connectors with. Yeah, because they're yeah. <laughs> All three pounds they of connectors. I can, I can see the temptation for a guy just getting into the hobby because, man, I got to tell you, 
they really seem to make a solid connection and there's no soldering and it's, it, they're very simple to use. Um, so Quinn, of course, he set up his, uh, Goblin 500 with the power poles. This is my first chance at, at using them. They're very, very easy to use. Now I, I talked to earlier this week, Nick and I talked about these and, uh, and he, he just had nothing but good things to say about them. <laughs> so go ahead nick and tell us your thoughts on the anderson power poles i think they're the idea is awesome it is to me it is so cool that you can like unsnap the positive and the negative from each other and use them you know like more like kind of like separate bullet connectors or you can snap them together kind of ec5 or deans ish mm-hmm. i really like that portion of it they plug in. They're very easy to plug in. They're not. You don't have to fight them. They're not super tight. Obviously, the crimping portion is convenient. Uh, it it rains in convenience, and once you get all of those positives out of the way, that's where they completely fall apart. The amperage rating on them, like you said, forty amps. I'm actually looking right now at a, at a side view cutout of the connector when they are connected together, and it's very obvious why they are only 40 amps. It's just basically two small flat surfaces that touch each other. Yeah, um, yeah. It's not an all-encompassing connector like an EC5 or like a bullet connector where it's actually a male and a female that goes all the way around. Uh, it's mm-hmm. basically just two flat pieces that you kind of like laid the edges of them together. Right. Um, and any crimping is never, ever, ever as good as properly done soldering um, as far as uh, for resistance and for longevity. So I, I'm not a fan. They win on idea. They win on convenience. But I personally don't care for them on performance. What about on smaller helis? Do you guys see a problem with that? I mean, because the amperage draw, like you said, is such, lower. But... Yeah, I don't. I don't think they'd be bad on something small. They're just kind of they're big. Yeah, well, I, I guess I, one problem would be is if you're not uniform across your whole fleet, then you're going to run into you know having different charge cables and all that sort of stuff. So let's say you do have a smaller heli and you want to run these, but then you also have a larger heli where you don't. You're going to end up with you know a lot of cables for charging different size packs and, and there's whatnot. a. Well, I guess you wouldn't have to worry about even borrowing your packs ever, ever. <laughs> so I, I, yeah, I, I want to jump in here and, and throw a little bit more technical of a twist on this guys, because I think a lot of the listeners probably either don't understand or don't know the differences between like an Anderson power pole that you crimp and an EC five or something like that, that you solder. Nick made some pretty strong statements there and, Generally, I agree, and I think it's also one of those Ford versus Chevy things if you talk to electrical people. Um, there's there's a strong feeling towards both depending on what the application is. The The ideal crimp, right, is not just a a mechanical crushing of the wires. If you do it right, it actually deforms the copper wire and makes a metal-to-metal seal. And when that's done correctly, its its resistance can be as good, if not better, than the solder. But it's when it's done correctly. And, you know, the thing, the thing with crimping is you need the right tool. You need the right size connector. You need the right size wire. 
you need to crush it the right amount. If you crush it too little, then it's a bad connection. If you crush it too much, it can break and be a bad connection. Whereas solder, I think in general, it's probably easier for most people to solder and know when they've got a good connection because you can tell that if the solder is nice and it's flowed through the whole thing and it's shiny as opposed to dull and grayish black, then you've got a good solid joint. So mm, I disagree with that though. I don't think a lot. I think that's something you're taking for granted that people know because these are, I mean, painfully easy to install. So they might not know that this is a, that this is a good connection, but they can consistently do this connection the same every the single same time connection. with the crimper. Yeah. Whereas when you're learning, if you if you are not versed in soldering and you don't know, then you can. I mean, one might be good, one might be bad, one might be good, and you might think that you're oh, doing I, it. I agree a hundred percent. Soldering is more of an art than anything. I a hundred percent agree. Yep. But crimping, you like I said, you got to make sure you've got the right tools and the right size wire. And if people are just going and crimping the crap out of things with an Anderson power pole that isn't the right size wire, then they're going to have issues. And that is a definite thing to keep in mind, because if you do, you actually have to buy the connectors, the ends, the parts that you crimp. You have to have the, I mean, they're labeled and you have to have multiple connectors. Plus you also have to know which side of the crimper or which slot on the crimper. But I can tell you, you, you know, Justin brought up a point about that crimp being right. The one thing I did notice is when the crimp looked its best, it actually, it bends the top of the connector back inside and it actually almost puts the wire into a pigtail and separates it mm-hmm. and really mm-hmm. grabs onto either side mm-hmm. of it. And that's the beauty. That's man. That's the man. It was so easy, and I could really understand. I mean, Ed was just like, "Oh, this is it. This is the ticket for me." I mean, he's shit. He's probably already ordered one. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a little torn. I I don't like them because they're big. Uh, you know, all the technical stuff aside, and I know that's important, but they are bigger. And then there's another thing I don't like about them. They almost feel like they pull apart too easily for me. That's because there's so, hardly no mating surface. <laughs> Yeah. So, Dan, are you running those between, like, the motor and ESC connection? No. So, there's still soldering involved there. So, I guess, do do people do that? Are people completely avoiding soldering on their helicopter? Or is it, I mean, you're basically, you're going to have to solder no matter what, even if you're using these connectors. Just, you know, the bullet connectors on the ESC and the bullet connectors on the motor. I'm guessing, because I don't know who would try to use these on... Uh, uh, I guess I'm sure somebody <laughs> Some, will. Someone's trying. <laughs> somebody will. Yeah, but those are uh, also generally a lot smaller, and therefore a lot yeah. easier to solder. And I think I think where people really start to struggle is with like Dean's yes. connectors. Oh and, yeah. You know, twelve gauge, ten gauge wire. Mm-hmm. That's where it gets really, really tricky. And they tried a couple times, and they. They melt through their Dean's connectors. Yeah, it's all you know, sliding they, back and oh, forth dude, in the plastic I housing. I hate Dean's connectors for that yeah. exact reason. And it, it can be done, but again, the the margin for error is very high there. You know, you have to have the correct equipment, understand what you're going for. So that, I think, is, is where, you know, people yeah. will tend to stray and go, ah, screw it, I'm going this route, because it's just flat-out easier 
rather than maybe exploring, you know, some other better options. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, I I personally feel that while the learning curve on soldering is definitely um, higher, okay, uh, in, in other words, it takes a while to figure out whether you've got it right and do it consistently. Once you've got it nailed, I think it's, for our application, it's probably better. The number of times I've seen someone uh, try to use a, a crimping tool whether it be a power poles or like, you know, the little micro crimps that you do on the, uh, what are they? The servo connectors, mm-hmm. right? You yeah. can buy the yeah. little ones where you build them yourself yep. and yes. they use the crimping tool and they crunch it down and they kind of look at it and it's like, eh, I don't know if it's crimped right. So they flip it over and crunch it again and then they flip it over <laughs> and crunch it again. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. you, uh, no, 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 no. You got Absolutely the first well, can- not. I actually want to, I'd love to talk about that for a second because I do build my own and I can tell you that just like soldering, when it comes to those small crimps, when you're building your own servo leads, that is almost just as much of an art. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's difficult. Yeah. It's a challenge. Because they are, they are hard to get, but once you get it figured out, I love making my, I make all my own servo leads Same here. if I need to make extensions. Yep. yep. Uh, it's nice to be able to do custom lengths. It is true. It is true. And it, it took me a while, Nick. To, I mean, God damn it. I remember going, I just don't, I, these just, they were never right. And just like Justin said, I did that, flipped it over, cramp. Oh, no, I don't know. Flipped it over the other way, cramp. Uh, eventually I, I got it all worked out. Uh, but it was just like soldering. Yeah. You, you know, you just got to do it. And back when I started in the hobby, you know, it was all Dean's and you really had to practice. You had to just like, sacrifice dean's connectors and just practice mm-hmm. yep because there was no there was nothing there was no other way around it and we, we just you had to learn it should it was okay well should we uh do you want to give the quick the quickest easiest tip and trick for that let's 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 do that but first let's talk about our other our other connector okay. options right. most of us i think all of us are using ec5s on most of everything correct right yeah. yep uh, EC5s down to the EC2s and 3s if you are using small enough wires, but that that type of connector. What other options are there out there? I, I remember seeing something about XT60s. Do you guys remember those? Yeah, the yellow ones. The yellow yep. ones, yeah. Yeah. Weren't those, were those, those were crimped as well, weren't they? Or do you guys no, remember? I never did try them. No. Are they those are just a smaller cameras. bullet than like the EC5. It kind of is similar to an EC5, but, and isn't that like a Hobby King special? Yes. I think yeah. so, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I actually have, so what, a, if someone has <laughs> ones uh, and are using those and you want a whole load of them, let me know because I have a pile of them. What did you find that you didn't like about them? Oh, no, they came with, uh, they they were given to me just in a, oh, kind okay. of like a smorgasbord bin and I, I never used them. Uh, I don't like that the bullets are already like in the connectors. So it's the same concept uh, soldering as a Dean's, which oh. you got to be on. Oh, you got to okay. be on your game. Although they're cool because you're not just soldering to a flat surface like the Dean's. They're yeah. actually the soldering end of it, where you would solder on the wire, is a very similar to those new EC5s that Progressive has. The easy solder ones, where they stick out farther. The side and, cups. Yep, and it's a cupped. Yeah, it's a cupped deal. So that portion of them's cool, 
but I just didn't see the point because it was only, you know, when I stood back and looked at it, it was like, what is everyone flying out at the field? And it, at that point, it's it's pretty much EC5s, EC3s, or, you know, or Deans. Yeah, people that and, haven't switched yet. Yeah. So what other kind of connectors have you guys seen? That, that I, from my memory, other than, you know, the typical bullet type connectors that you're using for the motors and stuff like that but one piece bullets i mean there are a lot of people that use them (laughs) gotta be Uh, careful nick has (laughs) nick is i think i've had at least two separate conversations with nick where he's like dude i figured it out i'm getting away from insert favorite brand connector here and going to bullets because that's the way it, it, it should be and two or three weeks later he's like dude I got to go and rekit everything with EC fives. <laughs> should we tell everyone why? Yes, yes absolutely. I have blown up more bullets, <laughs> like desoldered, flat out welded, marginally welded components together. The individual bullets are, without question, uh, the the coolest and most convenient and probably cheapest and definitely cheapest, cheapest. method N- no question i love it uh, especially for you stick pack uh, users they are awesome because you can basically it takes away you just loop the two batteries together right in the front for your y cable done game over it's very easy easy to charge. It's just so much cleaner of a wiring setup because you don't have these big bulky connectors. You know, when when you take 10 gauge wire and then you've got two EC5s or three EC5 soldered on your little Y cable, that's a lot of bulk. I mean, yeah. it is a lot of bulk. And then you get what happens like what Jesse had happened where, you know, a battery lead physically just finally eventually broke off the battery. It just came detached. Well, that's from shit flopping around. So anytime you can remove wire and remove weight off the wiring, the setup's going to be cleaner and last longer. The downfall is that you have got to be 100% on your game what you are plugging into where at all <laughs> times. Black and red do not mix. Um, <laughs> but, oh, oh, but they do. Oh, they do. plug if you're, you're plugging, plugging in the them series in, connection. In series. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so what Nick was a real king of was pulling the batteries out of the heli and then forgetting to unplug the series connector and then plugging in the balance leads <laughs> to <laughs> parallel charge up. them. Yep. And then you blow your 6S balance leads apart on the end of your <laughs> battery, which is a isn't that awesome to go and redo that whole connector it's horrible because especially when you blow it clean off good enough to where you actually have to get out the voltmeter to figure out the correct order of the wires yeah there's (laughs) there's a there's a crimping nightmare yep yeah so i just uh i did that too many times or i would forget i'm quickly talking to someone i had the series connector in or I had it unplugged, plugged two in, they touched, you know, the ends touched, boom, freaking blow up your bullet. Yeah, you have to, like, store those with covers on them. Yep. 
Yeah. Like you can't I just mean, take your battery out of your heli, throw it in your now truck. Now, I've seen some of the newer ones out. You know, I had even almost considered taking like EC5s, but actually cutting the connector in half and going that route to keep from the shorting problem, yep. which is a possibility. You know, you're back to the two the blue same leads. shape. Yeah, same when shape. When you go to do the series connection. And there are yeah. a couple of bullets out there that you can get that are gendered. Yes. It's just a, man, it's a it's a tricky setup that I get it, I understand, uh, but for people, you know, like me, that I'm talking, I'm chatting, I'm busy, I got a bunch of things going on, it's just, it, it turned out to be more problematic than it was convenient. Yeah. Stop blowing up your shit like that. I know. Dude, it, it's, yeah. In the news a couple a month ago, we had those new Castle ones that came out. Those, I they were rated for that. About really yeah, I haven't amperage. even seen them, dude. Maybe I, I just remember they were like crazy for the amperage rating on them. They're big. It's a blue or a green six point five millimeter connector in a housing, male and female housings. Two hundred amps. Two hundred amps, and they've got Jeez. the nice um, solder cups where half of the barrel is shorter so that you can actually look at the quality of the joint. You know, I, I got to say, I, I'm a huge fan of Castle bullets in general. Now, I haven't used these before, but I use Castle bullets exclusively on my ESC to motor connections. Their 5.5 and 6.5 millimeter bullets are awesome. Really okay. easy to solder, and they they hold their tension really well. I'm going to I'm going to put out a big butt there. Yep. And I think this will tie into the next connector. Um the other connectors that I wanted to bring up are I know Progressive has them the PR60s. Mhm. That's those red ones that have been very popular lately. Yep. Same concept. PR8 or PR whatever, yeah. You know this in the in the castle bullets, these castle connectors have this style. It's basically a, a chunk of metal that you know, kind of like springish style. It's not even really spring steel Mm -mm. that they just cut slots out of. Right. And that, that gives it that tension allows it to kind of push in together. And then when you go inside it, it, it holds the bullet up against the, you know, the ID of the female connector. What we've seen with those uh, PR connectors is that, they loosen up that that metal the male bullet actually fatigues over time of plugging it in pulling it apart plugging oh, it in yes, pulling it, it apart does. and the kicker is that with the plastic housing the plastic housing was quite tight on those connectors so it always felt like it was tight being plugged in and we've now seen seen two Two separate fun flies, two separate pilots, two separate helis. Desolder those. Desolder themselves <laughs> and, in flight. Yeah, and flight. the reason it does that, just so everyone's clear, when you have a poor connection, you create an, uh, an incredible amount of resistance there. Any resistance in a circuit naturally produces heat as a byproduct. Heat to the point where um, <laughs> stuff starts desoldering. Yep. So... If you want to know, if you want to do a quick little check, 
Go hammer on your heli as hard as you possibly can. And the second that you land, actually grab all of your connectors. I have personally had better um, subpar soldering connections on occasion. And uh, especially motor connections. Uh, you know, like the for the larger motors. And have caught it by checking the connector temperature before it before it caused a problem. So... This style of connector, you know, like Justin was talking about, we all use, uh, I mean, all of us, uh, me, Jesse, and Je- mm-hmm. and Justin, and we'll get Dan doing it when he gets an electric. We use the six and a half millimeter Castle Bullets. They do work great. But in my opinion, this is just my opinion, they work great for low use low cycle. applications. Yes, yeah. low, you low can't, cycles. The mate-demate cycles are what kills it. Yeah, so put it on your motor to ESC joints. Make sure they're nice and tight. Heat shrink them together and don't touch them. They yes. are not meant for use on a battery connector, in my opinion, where you're pulling it in and out and in and out. Yeah. That's, Absolutely. That is why my personal choice is the... Now, when I say EC5, EC5 has actually turned into a real generic mm-hmm. term. There are many different grades or styles of EC5, believe it or not. And, and the, the big dictating thing there is, is the male bullet. Is it this cut type or is it like the true E-Flight and Losi? Both of those, they're actually the style that has the little spring-loaded cage. That goes around, around the middle. Yep, yep, the little that, fingers. Yeah. And those are the ones that I have personally stuck with and had the least amount of problem with is the real ones. Now, I use the, I use the other style because uh, you can get they're cheaper. Um, you, you know, they're a lot cheaper, actually. Uh, yep. You know, 60% of the cost. So I use the other style when I'm making charge leads, you know, because you're not pumping that much. And I'll use the, the female side of the other ones. Like, just order a female pack of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I I don't skimp on connectors anymore. I tried a couple of the cheaper versions, and it's just not worth the potential for failure. So I God, you guys are making me feel bad. I use I nothing but E Flight genuine EC fives and EC threes. Yeah, and or yeah, the at, at eight bucks a pack, they are pricey, but uh, you know, it's 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 not worth having that problem. Because Jesse, what are you? You're probably the best, the best application because of the amount of flights that you put on. How many flights would you say you're getting out of the mails before you're changing them? Um, like the the E flight ones, right? Yeah, yeah. I only had to replace them on one battery so far, so four hundred. A lot. <laughs> A lot. Yep. Um, I've, A lot. I've only had one battery live longer than the connectors. Which was really weird. I hadn't ever had that happen before. So Now, the di- downside is if you suck at soldering and you require one of those uh, open, open side barrel soldering applications so that you can actually pay attention to what's going on, the, one, you know, the easy solder connectors have the little solid metal machined uh, slots as opposed yeah. to the, e- the E-Flight uh, little spring cage Cage. but i just man i mean even my charge leads there's a blatant difference oh yeah 
between when I plug in to my ESC and when I plug in my batteries to my charger, which is weird because obviously they have the same amount of cycles on them. <laughs> you know, I'm flying them. I'm charging every time I'm flying. And you can feel the difference plugging them into the charge leads. They're significantly looser. Yeah, that's because it's that solid machine style. So beware. Shit, you guys won't believe this. My phone's ringing. <laughs> Hang on a sec. Always. Hello. <laughs> All right. Well, guess what, guys? He's back. So yeah. Oh, I've been waiting. Bring him on. <laughs> Hopefully, Nick's ready, so, prepared. G- give me a second here. We'll patch him in, and uh, we'll see what, uh, what this oh, dude, dude has to say today. I, I was hoping he didn't call last week. I was all bummed. <laughs> yeah, you had all your material yeah. ready to counter him. I do. Dude, this guy's <laughs> got game. I like. I, I actually struggle with. Him. You know, guys. One of the best things about being in our position is the ability to give back to our listeners. And lucky for us, Gensace Batteries shares the same ideas. Just for you, they're offering a 10% discount code on all their batteries. That's right, guys. So head over to www.hobbyparts.com, enter in the code RCHN10 at checkout to get that 10% discount on your next order. I think you're going. I think you. I think we're good. Can you? All right. So, hey, dude, are you there? Yes, sir, Dan. I am. Oh my god. So, uh, what's going on, man? Where, where were you? I mean, we, we were kind of hoping you would call last week. What happened? What was going on? Oh, I've been ridiculously busy. Um, with Urcha coming up, it's just holy cow. I have so much to get prepared for. I mean, this is the pinnacle of my I get to do what I do let's just say that (laughs) so (laughs) you know what I don't know that I trust you because I just don't know I mean I don't know I mean you're you're not really letting us know who you are you shouldn't trust me (laughs) (laughs) seriously dude come on now no you don't don't want to trust me hey hey what did you think of uh My uh, little handiwork with that whole Gowie X3 and T-Rex 450 thing. <laughs> did you, play, did you, have a, oh, you have a part of that? Tell, um, t- what do you mean? What happened there? Tell us about that. Well, I, I might have. It's so fascinating how it got twisted beyond my wildest imagination. Everyone thought that that a line stole Gowie. <laughs> you guys are so stupid. <laughs> Dude. Dude. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, so you're telling me that a line that a line did not steal that design from Gowie. Oh no. No, 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 no. It was completely the other way around. Wait, wait, wait. So, so Gowie stole the design from a line? Well, did you not look at the helicopter, Nick? I mean, Mr. Technical, Mr. Mechanic, freaking look <laughs> at it, dude. It's a T-Rex 600. Just little bitty. 
Dude. Uh, wow. Kind of called me out. Kind of called me out. So, on yeah, that what one. do you got for that one, Nick? Dude, I got I got nothing because I I mean we had kind of joked about that we it did really kind of look like at it, but I just didn't think you know we always assume that a line is the one copying. But I got a I got a question for you, Mall. Sure, Mister. So yeah, okay. So you tell us that a line had nothing to do with this. I mean, what do you do? You like do you like know Mister A or something, or what's up with that? Oh, yes, absolutely. They did not have anything to do with this one this time. <laughs> but obviously from other things that they put out, um, well, you know, we we don't like to talk about where they get all of their designs from. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know, man. Tell us. I mean, do you know Mr. A? Come on, man. That's such, are you avoiding that question? I just asked that a second ago, dude. Well, y- yes, I do. We're actually pretty good friends. He's a very unique individual. He likes to say behind the scenes. I think with the amount of pressure, distaste he has created in this hobby, it's in his best benefit to stay out of the media and out of the limelight. But we go way back. Oh, man, we actually went to college together. Did you know that? I I didn't. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, we met. He's a, man, this dude's got some weird taste, let me tell you. He's, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man, I got one for you. Oh, geez, do I? Okay, so I met Mr. A., at he used to put on these fairy tale parties at his frat that he was in. Man, I remember it like it was yesterday. He was doing lines off the back of some unicorn while having his nails done by Hansel and Gretel. And I was over in the corner taking poison apple shots, playing naked twister with the seven dwarfs. But the big bad wolf was dropping ecstasy bombs from one of those little helicopters you get in the mall. And I remember when Mr. A saw that thing, his eyes lit up like a Christmas tree. It was amazing. He was mumbling and chattering about how he could make more helicopters than anyone, and he'd put one in the hands of every person out there. Well, I thought it was just the booze talking, but we continued to chat, and it was very evident that uh, my certain skill set and his brutal business tactics were meant for each other. So from then on... We've been the best of friends. So, wait a minute. You're telling me that you guys are, like, best friends? Um, yes. I'll be frank. We are. Do you have a problem with that? No, 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 no. Dude, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know whether I should take this dude seriously. Here's the deal. I don't believe that Mr. A even exists. And that's exactly what he wants you to think that's that's the whole point of it he does not want to be known yet he kind of almost has this attitude like he wants to rule the world 
Uh, so, wow. I, okay, so does Mr. A even fly, fly helicopters? Hell no. <laughs> what? No. no, 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 no. He has no interest in flying helicopters at all whatsoever. It's, it's, it's just about money it's for just him. the business. Absolutely. Huh. Well, can't that would say explain. I'm surprised. No, that would explain yeah. a lot of, you know, I, I mean, what we've seen. But, debaggery. Uh, the the debaggery. Yeah, seriously. Well, yeah, I don't know. So so what's on the, uh, Mr. Mole, what's on the list for Urcha? Oh, we've got an entire, I actually have uh, an entire team going to Urcha. We've got some some new, pretty sophisticated, freaking laser cameras and stuff. Uh, we've got some x-ray vision that we're going to be bringing. And I, I think it's going to be the mother load, you know? Uh, people are being pretty pretty secretive lately. I, I almost think that they suspect that there is someone like myself going around and sneaking. Give us uh, a heads up, man. I mean, is there something in particular you're kind of looking at, or what's the deal? Oh, I can't yeah. tell you that, Dan. I mean... Oh, come on. Nope. Completely secret. You'll see it, because I guarantee yeah. you Hobby King will have it two weeks from now. Jeez. <laughs> 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 that's, that's messed up. That, oh, that's just man. so... But doesn't it bother you? You know, all, all these people are going to be at Urcha and showcasing all this stuff that they've worked hard on, and and you're going to show up and just completely hork all of their ideas, take it back, have it reproduced, copied, and out on the market for a quarter of the price and a quarter of the quality, you know, like you said, like a month later. That doesn't bother you at all. No. Business is business. This is my job. This is what I'm good at. So, you know, like I said, rock what you got. <laughs> so do you got any dirt on anybody this week? Last week you were, you know, or I guess it was two weeks ago, you had some dirt on a few guys. You got any dirt this week? No, I've really been kind of keeping my head down, getting prepared. I mean, this time of the year is very hectic for us. We're, we're trying out new equipment, um, you know. New spy stuff, new cameras, new microphones, all that. So I kind of like to give everyone a break a little bit because, believe me, once you get to Urcha, obviously, um, from what I hear, you guys are among the loser crowd and are uh-huh. not going. Thanks, oh, dude. dude he went there. Dude. Are you kidding we, me? We appreciate that. That's <laughs> awesome. Hey. It's not my fault. It why don't you get me? Hey, why don't you get Mr. A and uh, why don't you talk him into getting us out there? <laughs> That's not how he rolls, Dan. Uh, yeah, well, uh, we kind of figured that one out. But anyway, I once we get there, I mean, what what you guys don't see. All you guys see is the pictures and the demo videos and oh the little the little you know Amen will do one of its freaking trailers that they always put out and ooh all the pro pilots. Well, that's not the entertainment. Despite what everyone thinks. It's what happens 
after hours. Let me tell you, holy cow! <laughs> so you're gonna, you're gonna, are you, are you, are you telling us you're gonna kind of witness that and maybe fill us in on that at oh, some point? Or? Absolutely. I've been. I, I mean, I can't. I haven't been able to tell anyone this for all these years, and maybe that's like that weird train wreck attraction that I have to you guys, as I can finally chit chat about it. A little bit, but uh, th- there's some crazy, crazy stuff that goes on at Urcha after hours. The, let's just say the people are not who you think they are. And that's what you're going to leave us with, dude? Like, that's I it. Mean, no- nothing more than that. Just nothing? Nothing? Nope, that's it. I got to get back. I've got no, a lot dude, of dude, dude, dude. You got to give you, us some breadcrumbs. Are- as Justin would say, that's that's dick, man. <laughs> that's me. Bye bye, boys. Oh, come oh, on, dude. Come on. Man. Oh Is shit, he gone? he's gone, dude. Jeez. He hung up. Dude, what what is up with that? Dude? <laughs> that's the freaking he, weirdest dude. He possible. is yeah. freaking crazy, dude. You know what though? I what love was it. that like, story why? about Mr. A? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't even know. Just... <laughs> he was doing well, the lines funny part off is, of a unicorn. He he basically <laughs> said he the... he was there too. I mean, yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> like, but isn't that kind of like okay? So uh, uh, this is totally sidetracked and not helicopter related at all. But isn't that culture kind of a little more? Uh, oh, uh oh. How do I how do I word this? <laughs> you know that careful. feeling you get right before you stick your foot in your mouth? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dan's like, go for it. Come on, come on. You got this. It. I want you to do it. I want you to like, do it. Lay it out there. It, they're a little more open to very weird um, uh, preferences My, and hobbies. Mind-altering substances. My, I think not so much opium dance, but I mean, like you know, uh, I mean, well, it. I don't know why I find it not surprising that there was unicorns and Hansel and Gretel, and it's it's like that doesn't surprise me. Um, but it is kind of a cool little shed into the light of, you know, the man. And maybe, dude, maybe that's why he doesn't want to be out in the limelight. There might be, there might be some dirt there. There might not be all good. We're going to, I think we're going to, next time he comes on though, we're going to have to see if we can pry a little bit harder. Yeah, definitely. So, guys, we have with us tonight Carrie Shirley. You stopped by. Apparently, there's something going on. A little, I guess, a little fun fly happening in Indiana. I don't know. I, I think you guys have heard about it. They call it Urcha, the Jamboree, as Carrie calls it, the Jamboree. So, Carrie, I hear you're going to be doing something out there. What's going on in Urcha this year? You know, I got to address what you just said. So many people call this <laughs> event Urcha. It's not Urcha. It's the Jamboree. No, it's, it's the Urcha Jamboree. <laughs> it's Urcha for us West Coasters. Yeah, well, I guess. But Urcha is an organization. The Jamboree is what they hold every year. Yeah, and, yeah, and, it, yeah. and it is a big event. And it's big enough that uh, every year they have some technical seminars throughout the day, usually on Friday and Saturday. And I'm going to have one on gas-powered helicopters it's actually, uh, I actually call it Gas Powered Thoughts, the live version, since all of my media outlets are gas powered thoughts. This is the live version of that. 
That sounds real cool. So basically, I'm guessing that you're just going to talk about gas powered stuff. That's what your seminar is going to be about. Yeah, you know, there's a lot going on at the at the Jamboree. They've got uh, all sorts of stuff for glow power and electric power, but those of us interested in gasoline, you know, there's there's not a lot going on there for us. You know, I put this thing together a couple of years ago just so people who who are all about gas power can can have fun like everybody else. It's based on a formal presentation uh, that I use kind of as a guide, and just kind of see where the discussions go. You know, it's a, we try to promote the positive qualities of, of gas helicopters and maybe convince some of those people who, who have wanted to try it or have thought about trying it but just don't have enough information or aren't sure they want to give it a try, maybe help them with that. And it's not just me. I mean, I don't sit, you don't have to listen to me blab for 30 minutes. I usually get some help from people. Uh, this year, Doug Darby from Miniature Aircraft and Adam Mancini from BH Hansen are going to spend some time talking as well. Do you guys usually draw in a pretty good crowd? What's going on? How, how many people can watch you guys? Well, this is the third year we've done it. Every year the crowd gets a little bit bigger. You know, I'd say the average is 30 to 40 people. But the neat thing about it is everybody that's there cares about gas-powered helicopters. Otherwise, you know, they'd be out flying. Sure. So, Kay, I'm looking over your announcement. It looks to me like you've got quite a few sponsors for this seminar. Tell us a little bit about those sponsors. You know, it's it's harder for the the, the manufacturers of, of gas-powered focused products to really reach their market because, you know, we tend to be a smaller crowd. So one thing this seminar does is it gets everybody together that's that's focused on gas power. So it's a great outlet for, for vendors to to showcase their products. And we've really gotten tremendous support from a lot of vendors. Let's go into that a little bit. Tell me about specifically who are your vendors and and if you don't mind letting us know what uh, what goodies are, can we expect from them you know this is uh this is primo stuff uh if you're if you're in the gas helicopter world you're going to have heard of all of these folks from from bh hansen he makes uh modified performance motors i've got a, an rc270 3d max motor it's a whole motor and you know that's his highest performance specification Century Helicopter gave me a RC290 3D Extreme motor. It's brand new. The, these things just came in the country. Um, so whoever gets this will have one of the few that there is. Hattori gave us a uh, GSH29 gas muffler. That's the top-of-the-line aluminum muffler. It's a high-performance, very quiet muffler. Helibug donated a conversion for a T-Rex 700 this is a Mercury 800 DFC conversion. So if you want to convert a T-Rex, this will do that. Hobby Parts gave us some Gen's Ace batteries, LiPos that you can use for receivers because obviously the models run longer, so you need uh, more battery power. Miniature Aircraft donated some custom engraved air filters and some of their embroidered work towels. Scorpion donated some backup guards. If you're not familiar with that, it plugs into the receiver, and if you're air pack dies for some reason, this thing will keep you going long enough to get it on the ground. Statter Gator gave us some Statter Gators. Those are um, for governor sensors. And TRM Power has donated, this is interesting, a custom engine modification. Basically, they'll take your engine and modify it to your specification. Uh, all you need to do is tell uh, Al you know, what you're going to do with it, and, and he'll set the motor up to do that. 
And I've got handouts pretty much for everybody. So everybody that comes will get something. Wow. Man, sounds like you've got some stuff to give away there, Gary. It sounds like a lot of fun. I wish I was there. I wish I was going to be there. Man. Well, you need to try to make that happen. <sighs> someday, someday, my friend. So, all right, Urcha, dude, when and where can we come to see your seminar? When is it? Okay, it's going to be on Friday afternoon at 2 p.m. Uh, they have seminar tents set up in the center of the flight line. This is going to be in the east tent, which, you know, to be honest, I don't know which one's the east and which one's the west, but it'll be pretty obvious that uh, this is the right one when you get there. And I'm also going to uh, post a flyer on the bulletin board. If you can't figure it out, just go look on the bulletin board. And that's on Friday, right? That's on Friday. Oh, man. Well, there you go, guys. Carrie, thanks for stopping by. And for our listeners out there that are going to Urcha, and I know you're out there, first of all, you suck. And I really wish I was going with you, but I'm not. So have a good time. Be sure to stop by. Check out Carrie's seminar on Friday and all the other cool things you get to learn. What a fantastic opportunity to get to learn about this incredible hobby of ours. So, Carrie, again, thanks for stopping by, man. And best of luck at your seminar and have some fun, man. Get some flying in for us. Thanks, Dan. I really appreciate it. This is Pinion for HeliPros.com. You know, sometimes Pinion is out practicing his low-altitude crop circles, or maybe even some low-altitude smack with a little 3D thrown in for good measure, or maybe even an epic skid bump, and things go awry, and I break a part or two on my precious heli. That is when I need helipros.com to come through for me, because not only do they have great prices, but they have the parts in stock and can deliver them quickly so that I can get back in the air as quickly as possible. And for this... Opinion is eternally grateful. Remember, my friends, Helipros fly hard because Helipros has the parts. Yes. I'm sure there's a lot of guys out there, new, new guys to the hobby, and guys that have been around for a while that, that have been doing soldering. Uh, you know, and they're, but they're just they're just like, hey, well, like you know, it should it's work for government work. <laughs> That's yeah. <laughs> so. Who, Justin, do you want to take this, man? Sure. I mean, do you, do you do a lot? I mean, this is something that you you probably have a... Yeah, soldering. So we talked a little about before. Soldering really is an art. It takes, it takes quite a bit to learn and to sort of figure out how to do consistently. But let, we'll break it down, okay? There are a couple of key things you got to focus on with soldering. One is you got to have clean material. Okay, so your wire has to be clean, your terminal has to be clean, and when I mean clean, I'm, I, I mean not necessarily go and scrub it with soap and water, but we don't want, we do not want gunk or uh, wire insulation or, you know, adhesive, any, any sort of crap like that. So always make sure you got a clean solder joint, always make sure that you pre-tin. What that is, is basically heating the wire tip and heating the connector to the point where you can spread some solder onto where that joint is going to occur when you connect the two. The thing you want to be careful with on pre-tinning the wire is that you, and this is funny, I've seen this a lot too at the field when people are doing like hurry up, do quick solder joints. You know how you can get those really thin 
uh, small diameter solders that wrap, you know, that ha- come in a spool. Mm-hmm. I will. I'll, I've seen someone heat up the end of their wire in one of those nifty little progressive RC soldering jigs, and actually press like six or eight inches of solder into the wire. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> let me give you a heads up, guys. It will wick up into the freaking wire. You ever had a stiff wire after you've soldered? It's because the solder just went six inches up into your ESC. That's Which bad a- news. Bad news, because that's exactly news. where it's going to break. Yep, exactly. What, you, at that point where the solder ends and the bra wire begins, that's a stress point, a stress concentrator. That thing's going to snap right off eventually. So the point is to get it wet uh, at the tip and then... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I walked right into that one, dude. I as I was saying it, it was like slow motion. Okay. What you, you want guys to apply heard was wet at the tip, and what in my mind I heard was yeah, we go wet at the tip. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so anyway, you want to apply a little bit of solder to the tip of the wire. You want to get a little bit of solder uh, tinned onto the connector. If it's a cup, you know, you want to get the cup usually filled up about halfway. You're going to have to play around with it a bit depending on the gauge of the wire. Um, And here's the key. Before you make the joint, you have to make sure that the wire and the connector are at similar temperatures. You need the solder to be fluid on both ends. Do not heat up the cup so that you've got this nice molten metal of or puddle of metal or solder and then jam a cold end into it. Let me tell you what I do and you can tell me how wrong I am. I fill the cup up halfway, yep. roughly, roughly. I then, so I've got now t- uh, a tend uh, ECESC wire and a cup or the end of the connector half mm-hmm. So what I do now is I actually put the wire on the top of the cup and I heat it but what I, I don't just I, I hold it until I can see that the wire tin is also fluid and then I slowly press down and then I reduce remove the heat and I let it cool okay yeah you you can definitely do that that's one way of doing it it, it seems to take a little bit longer but it's, it seems to me it's like because I'm a little shaky and if I'm trying to heat those two things up a little bit separately I, it ends up a mess. Okay, so ah, I, here's a down, down, downside to that, Dan. If you keep it sitting in there long enough because you're waiting to make sure that you got the wire nice and hot, you you may be wicking that puddle of solder in the connector cup up into your wire. What you okay? So here's the deal. You one of the progressive RC type uh, jigs is awesome because it's an insulator. It's not metal, so it doesn't conduct right. the heat away from the connector. You can literally take an EC5, place it in there, heat the thing up, and the puddle will stay molten for a, a number of seconds afterwards. So what I do is I get the connector super hot so that the the puddle is molten, and then I heat up the wire so that it is also molten, and then I put the two together without okay. applying right. the heat further because I don't want to wick all of that solder up into my into my I wire. got a little a little secret trick. And so we'll we'll see if you can picture this. Which by the way, 
I, I don't know, Justin, if you're going to go to this, but I, I feel like now's the time to mention it. Yeah, go for it, dude. One of the most important things when soldering large-gauge wire that to prevent wicking, to make all of this happen quick and easy and painless, is use a large-tip soldering iron. Yes. I mean, yep. large. The biggest the, one you can find. The theory here is that you are trying to get as much heat in there as possible, as quickly as possible, and that will prevent the wicking because the longer you keep the heat on the wire, now the wire is heating up farther and farther down, farther and farther down. So then the solder will travel down the heat of the wire. But further if you down get, before it solidifies. Absolutely. But if you can get the end of that wire very hot, very quickly, the solder physically can't wick because an inch away, it's too cool to allow it to. You got so, it. Yeah. So what I do is I'll take my bullet down in there and I'll take this wide blade solder. And I mean, I'm talking, uh, I don't know. Like a hundred watts. Three. No, I'm talking like the width of the actual blade. It's three mil, maybe four millimeters, mm -hmm. three millimeters wide. Something like that. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, that's what mine is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I set that down on the right on the edge of the cup, right on the lip on the top, but out of the way, you know, to where I can still get the wire in there if I need to. So I set it on the top and I get that cup nice and hot. I mean, hot, hot. Then what I'll do is, and I have the blade kind of sitting, I have the soldering uh, iron or gun at about a 45 degree angle, right? So then what you do is you take the wire and set the wire down on the flat part of the blade, on that last little bit of the mm -hmm. angle of the of the soldering mm -hmm. blade. Get yeah. it hot. Now, they're both hot, but you haven't introduced the wire to the solder yet, so there's no chance for it to wick. And then all you do is take that wire, basically just slide it down the blade. Pull the blade out of the way. Right into the puddle. Pull the blade out of the way, done. I mean, it gets hot that way yep. fast, and it prevents the chance of wicking. What Justin was talking about with yours is if you just set it there and set the wire on top of it, you're heating the wire, and it's just slowly getting hot, but it's also slowly working its way. The heat is slowly working its way up the wire. And it yep. just increases the chance for wicking. And now right. let me, let me, I agree with you completely, Nick. And like always, there's, there are limits on both sides. Heating the wire too long, like we just talked about, like Dan does, that, that will cause the solder to wick up the wire. That's one problem. The other problem with that is, and it shares a, a common problem with having too, too large of a soldering iron or too much power or putting too much heat into it, is that you can then, melt the insulation that's near the solder joint and the problem with that is that the material that that rubber insulation or plastic insulation is made out of is a contaminant to your solder joint mm -hmm. okay and so uh, um, everyone's seen it before you put a little bit too much heat on the end of your wire the insulation starts to get soft at first it looks the same and then the surface goes from sort of that matte rubberish plastic finish to a shiny finish, and then you start getting uh, white, sort of like white, <laughs> yeah, white and like juices coming out of it. You've gone too far. 
<laughs> okay? If you can look at your solder joint and you can see little black bits, it almost looks like charcoal or, you know, carbon in your solder joint, you have a problem. At least a portion of, if not the entire thing, is contaminated. And that can then be a bad solder joint. And when we say bad, there are two main things that are bad about it. One, it's higher resistance. And we already talked about that earlier. You put the same amount of current through more resistance and you're dissipating more heat. Eventually, it'll desolder. And the other side is the mechanical aspect of it. Those solder joints, contaminated solder joints, are brittle. And so with all of the mate demates that you do, especially like on a battery pack connector or an ESC connector, you will eventually structurally break that joint down and it's going to come loose on you. That's also the same problem with a cold solder joint, which I'm sure a lot of people have heard of. And the cold solder joint is basically what I had originally described, which is you get one half of it hot and then you jam a cold wire into a hot cup. It looks like it's all nice and soldered. You pull on it, it doesn't come out. But if you actually look at the surface, and this is why those sort of side cutout barrel easy solder connectors are nice. If you look at the surface, it's going to have sort of a dull grayish black look to it. You you want your solder surface, the, the point where the wire comes in contact with the cup, you want it to be shiny and you want it to look like it has flowed well. So there's a nice smooth rounded fillet between the cup and the, the wire that's inside of it. God, I'm starting to think I suck at soldering now. Well, it's, dude, it's a, (laughs) it's not only an art form physically to do it, but uh, this is not something where it's like you walk down to your hobby shop, you buy your first helicopter and they tell you how to do this. No. You would be surprised how few people really know how to solder properly. Yeah. And now that we've scared everyone, Anderson power poles probably look pretty darn good. (laughs) But again, (laughs) I mean, like everything in life, there are pros and cons. And so the grass isn't necessarily greener. One thing I want to talk about before we move on to uh, whatever it is we're going to move on to next. I see some guys prefer like the soldering wire that has the internal, like the core of it is flux. And some guys prefer to have the flux separate. Which one's better? You know, I, I personally have had a lot of good luck with, with flux core solder where it's all in one little string. I've seen people bring flux and just solid core solder before, and if that's what they're used to, that's fine. What the flux does, just so that everyone's clear, it's usually a chemical that's sort of in a gel or a liquid form, and when you heat it, it gets onto the the contact, either the connector or the wire, and it breaks down any surface oxides, which helps make the solder joint better, and it also allows the solder to flow better. And so you definitely want flux. The problem with it is that some people will tend to put way too much on there and then not clean it off. And that's why I think the flux core or resin core solders are better than doing it separately for our kinds of applications. I I agree. I mean, I'll I'll take and uh, I'll dip the end of my wire. Uh, You know, I'll take the, I have a little bottle like isopropyl alcohol. I'll just pour a little bit into the cap, dip it in the end there, blow it off, real, you know, just to try and clean up any contaminants there. And then between that and the rosin core solder, I've, I've never had a problem doing it like that. Good advice. That's tricky, you know? 
It is tricky, we'll but yeah. and oh, so yeah, super quick. That is also the trick to Dean's as well. Yeah, that's a is, good point, Nick. Is getting the the actual connector. So you take the connector, grab it, and seriously, you guys, if you have not, if you are not using like a, you know, they call them helping hands. A lot of us have the progressive RC ones. Uh, that concept. I mean, the progressive ones are awesome because they use a phenolic plate, and it, it it's non heat conductive, and it's just it's great. You think your soldering iron is is crap half the time? It's not because your soldering iron's crap. It's because you you're putting your connector uh, holding your bullet with a pair of big ass metal pliers, which can take all the heat away. From it. Yeah, which suck all of the heat out of the bullet. So put the bullet in something non conductive, which these work great. But anyway. Grab the connector around the plastic red part of the Deans with one of the helping hands. Get everything tinned up first. And again, here's the key. Big, wide blade, high heat, quickly tin. So put that on there. Tin up the connector, the flat blade on that um, on the Deans. The second that it, it tins, get out of there. Same thing. Get your wire tinned up. Lay them together, and, and this I do Dean's a little bit different. Go ahead and lay them together with the whole little helping hands, the little alligator fingers and everything. Get them all laid together. Um, soldering iron on the wire. It will all melt very quickly. Again, if you are using a wide blade setup, and the That's- second it all starts to go together and you see it molten, boom, done, get out of there, blow on it. Like, seriously, lift up, blow yeah. on it. You can absolutely solder 10-gauge uh, wire to a Dean's without melting the connector, despite what your experiences have been. Uh, it is a, it is tricky, though, but that's... Hey, one, one, other, one other Dean's connector tip that I... I don't know. I've don't, I don't know. I've never seen it anywhere. I, I don't know if someone told me this. Uh, you know, sometimes for those of us who aren't very good at soldering, sometimes we'll hold the heat too long, and and uh, you can actually deform the angle of the connector, the, the little tab. Yep. Mm-hmm. So if you yep. plug in the opposite sex to the other side to hold it in one place, uh, it'll keep. If you happen to keep heat on it too long, it holds those uh, holds those those uh, little metal connectors. Oh, there you go. There you go. There you go. Then they can't change the angle. Right. So one other mm-hmm. tip, since Nick's talking about using the, the right soldering iron, uh, the other thing you got to do is don't just tin your wire and your connector. Tin your soldering iron. Um, yeah. How many times have you put the tip of the soldering iron down there and like three minutes later you can't melt solder into your cup? Well, it it, it takes another conducting surface to get the heat from the tip of the soldering iron onto the connector. So just dropping a little bit of solder on the tip and then using that to con- conduct the heat makes a huge difference. Well, this has been uh, quite a soldering uh, show. I have one more. Oh. Sorry. Okay. I'm going to butt in because there's if we're going to cover it, we might as well thoroughly might as well, cover yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Might, as, it. might as well. All right, Mr. Pucci. So now I have came back downstairs, okay, after an hour. I go up, the wife yells at you, you go up, it's time to eat dinner, right? Mm-hmm. You come back downstairs, 
to realize that you have one battery left because you're all excited. You got your new batteries. You were in the middle of soldering because, of course, that's when you get bothered. Yep. Um, you come back downstairs to find you left your soldering iron on, and it has the end of the tip that now somewhat resembles the nastiest, cruddiest, most crustaceous cooking smell, nasty, gray <laughs> creation on the it end of it. It kind of looks like you dipped it in some turd. Uh, like cement. Yep. That's what it looks like to me. Yeah. Yep. It, your nice, shiny tip of your soldering iron now looks like cement. Yep. What do you do? What I do is I have a little wire brush and or you can use an exacto knife and remove all of that material down to the base of the tip. Uh, and until you get to the point where you've got nice, clean um, silver solder, molten solder on the tip again. If it's re- I mean, you'll actually find, too, sometimes that leaving it on long enough, the solder tends to react with the tip and will start eating away at the tip. You'll see pitting or corrosion yes. of the tip. Yeah. Um, then what do you do? Generally, you should actually just replace your tip. Although I've actually used a Dremel tool and cleaned it up a little bit and then went back and used it on the bare clean metal. Aren't the aren't soldering iron tips coated with something? That I'm not sure of. You know, and this is one that I don't know, and I say yay and nay. Uh, I've heard that they are, and I swear that when I get a new soldering iron tip, it lasts a fair while. But once I do that, or it gets to the point where it starts to get pitted, I have one of those little teeny little bench grinder with a brush wheel on it. I'll just say screw it go over there to that brush wheel brush all that nasty stuff off get get the clean metal again i might even use the the grinder side to re-square up the tip reshape it you know yeah it doesn't seem to last the solder doesn't stick to it very long well it i mean i can get it to tin up immediately but it seems like I have to redo that very frequently. Yeah, and after actually, that. now that you mention it, I think that the tip, I think tips are made out of, and it depends on what tip you've got, but a lot of the tips that I've played with and cut into, you know, it's like I said, it's not ideal. I'm not saying that's what you should do. You really should just replace the tip. Um, it looks like a steel, uh, usually like a silver type steel on the outside, and I think it is sort of steel or iron plated. But when you cut down into the middle, um, it, it it's oftentimes a brass or a copper. Mm-hmm. And so hmm. uh, I think the difference in the surface properties and the way that it wets and the performance that it gives you is a function of whether or not you've ground away that plating on the top. I think the biggest key to all of this, though, is in, in, in making sure that you maintain the tip and it lasts for a long time is to keep it properly tinned. That means I do that right as soon as I'm done. Yeah, I do too. Do you know what else I do guys is I have a little emery board. Yep. And that seems to do a good job as well to clean the, to just clean the tip. And And actually if you clean it, if you clean it after every solder joint that you make, you know, you've seen, you've probably seen a lot of people, you may even have them yourself, the little sponges. Yep. Yep. Uh, You use that, you wipe the, uh, wipe the solder tip or the the iron tip off in the moist sponge. It gets rid of all the gunk, and then you go back and you retin it just really quick. For sure, that's sorry. I just had to get that last thing in there. No, that's, that's, good. Yeah, that's good. 
you can take the biggest 200-watt gun thing that you could possibly get, mm-hmm. but if you cannot get that heat through a conductive surface to your joint, it, it's worthless. It doesn't yeah. matter. One other quick tip. Uh, I don't know about your guys. My soldering, I can switch tips out, right? And you just unscrew the, you unscrew it and pull the, the top out, and then you can throw another tip in there, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just a, just a quick tip. Make sure before you start the, the whole process, make sure that thing is tightened because <laughs> you'll get into the process and you'll realize that you've got slop in there. You can hear your tip rattling around and now you've, you know, you'll make the mistake like uh, somebody I know did and try <laughs> to grab onto that thing and tighten it. Yeah, that's bad news. Yeah. I, I so just you know I've done that sure too, Dan. I have done I've that. Done it. Yeah. <laughs> I and and this is probably a broken record for you guys because I've been evangelizing this soldering iron for a long time now. Go to Radio Shack and pay seven ninety nine for the little butane hand torch soldering iron. That thing is absolutely incredible. It's got different tips that you can get. It, I have found that it performs way better than a lot of the electrical irons um, that I've used in the past, even some of the bigger, higher-powered electrical irons. It, so it's wireless, obviously, because it runs off of lighter fluid, and you can bring it to the field. You, it's got a blowtorch attachment for it. It's just amazing. And that stuff's really cheap to refill. Oh, yeah, it is, dude. Like a, yeah. I like my little... Uh, for large gauge, st- I have an actual soldering station for the smaller stuff where I can control temperature. But for the for the big wire, uh, Weller makes a gun, but it's not like the big burly soldering guns. It's a little teeny kind of gun shaped mm-hmm. one. It actually has a trigger on it for a boost mode, and it won't let you do it every time you pull it. So after you pull it and use it, you have to wait like a minute or something to do it again. But it seems to time just right for soldering multiple bullets and it, it cranks out some serious heat and it's really small and compact so i've been happy with that and i use a trek pro adjustable uh, i think it's uh 90 watt goes up to 900 and some degrees wheat it's hot wow hot what about soldering yeah 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 well nick i think uh i think we've soldered ourselves out i'm i'm done <laughs> i'm tired yeah. I, I tell you, I, I want to use that pun. I tried to use it once. You stopped me, said you had more. I threw another one in there. Don't know if it worked, but I did it anyway. <laughs> so, we'll take it. All righty, Nick. If I wanted to get in touch with you, how would I do that? Um, send me an email to nick at rchelynation.com. Jesse, if I wanted to get in touch with you, how would I do that? Send me an email to jesse at rchelynation.com. Justin, if I wanted to get in touch with you. Send me an email to justin at rchelynation.com. And I am Dan. You can reach me at Dan K. Reed on our forum or dan at rchelynation.com. Well, guys, this has been episode... God, which one is this again? 96. <laughs> oh, Six. my God. 96. We sure hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we've enjoyed making it. Have a good week, guys. We will see you next Monday. Get out and do some Later, guys. Gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble. Get the shit out of it. This has been a production of RC Heli Nation, LLC, and is brought to you in part by Heli Pros. 
KDE Direct, Progressive RC, and Jen's Ace Batteries. We thank you for listening, and if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please feel free to send us an email. Music